0: I to give up my And we're live in five, four, three. <laughs> we are live right now. Hello
1: sports fans. <laughs> Welcome to the four Sports, Four Star Sports Show. Uh I am Wes Pruitt. Uh Aaron Smith is in the building. John started it. very 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 special guest. He was on uh was that last weekend Nathan. Uh Nathan yeah, Wilson was right. back again. He's the very guy doubles. driving down the road. We're 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 mobile on this show. You know, we're we're pretty easy going. Yeah, we are. Uh Tonight, what we're going to discuss is this college football bowl season, uh, we're going to go over the New Year's Eve games, last night's game, our New Year's Day games, uh, and then uh, today's games as well. John, let me ask you a question real quick, man, before we get all this going. Uh, when you look at this bowl season, and this this question is for everybody, by the way. When you look at this bowl season, give me your most impressive team and the team that disappointed you the most. John, you go first. Well,
2: well, first of all is uh, uh, Nathan driving to (laughs) Tuscaloosa.
1: I'm going to get there, buddy. We're not going there yet. We're not going there yet. I'm going to get on the news here in a minute. (laughs) Well, (laughs) he's driving to Virginia, I
3: forgot.
2: He's driving to Virginia, I totally forgot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my God. But we'll talk about that later, like, next four uh, minutes or so. But uh, my most improved team – or not my most improved, but my team that I'm surprised the most was I'm going to go with Kentucky's victory today over North Carolina State, and I'm going to go with Ole Miss over Indiana just because Ole Miss' defense came ready to play today. Um, yeah. Indiana's offense was – basically no-call, no-show. It didn't seem like they were very much happy about going down to good old Tampa Florida and playing Ole Miss because they removed the Big Ten logo off their jerseys, and they put the Love Each Other symbol with uh, that's Coach Allen's um, thing this year to say Love Each Other instead. And the Big Ten, or Indiana just showed that why the Big Ten has been up and down all year. Uh, Started off let me give Kentucky a lot of credit. Their offensive line showed out today with the running game, and uh, they've held North Carolina State to a good amount of points. You know, I know North Carolina State was, like I said, missing their four defensive player, but I got to give a lot of credit to Kentucky's defense by getting a lot of turnovers and their offensive line play because, you know, they lost their offensive coach due to the cancer this year. And then coming back the way they did toward the end of the year and playing hard you know, for that coach. And then they're fire- they fired some of their coaches as well Toward the- after that South Carolina game. You know, they fired, I think it was their offensive coordinator and their, like, offensive line or, or tight end coach. Now their tight end coach is going to take over as the offensive coordinator at Kentucky. But those are my top two right there, especially Ole Miss finishing the year four and one in their last five ball games, And uh, Matt Corral had a decent game today as well. He didn't throw no five interceptions or anything like that. The last two ball games, and then congratulations to Lane Kiffin, you know, signing that contract extension after one year at Ole Miss. So, um, as much as it pains me be being a Memphis fan <laughs> I don't like Ole Miss, but uh, give Ole Miss a lot of credit today. You know, they fought and fought, and they they had, they had a successful year under Lane Kiffin under year one. My most disappointing team. I'm gonna go with a, quite a few of them. Um. <laughs>
1: I said one team, John, but it's
2: okay. Go ahead. I don't care, but there's more than one. I agree. I agree.
0: There's multiple
1: teams that were very disappointing. I completely
0: agree. Go ahead. My picks are messed up right now. My picks are messed up right now. I'm about to call out these teams. Y'all better listen up. Go
2: ahead, John. Maybe I'll go with one of them will be Miami. Uh, Although King towards ACL in that game. Uh, prayers to the king for a speedy recovery. I know he's going to come back for his senior season coming up, you know, from Miami, I'm going to give Miami uh, probably a thumbs down just because their defense was a no-show in that game, especially when Oklahoma State's running game and the few leaders on offense option out in that game. Yeah. And then I guess maybe Florida just because, you know, I, I know Florida had nine players optioned out that week because of the football game, but you don't let your team down in the Cotton Bowl, especially when Kyle Trask is one of the husband finalists, you know, going into this game as well. Yeah. And now he's throwing three interceptions on his first, like, felt like ten passes. When you when me and you were texting, like, oh, crap, what was going on regarding them being down 17 nothing? I did not expect that at all. No, I didn't. And then either. I'm going to go with good old Lou – and then I'm going to go with Lou Fickle – as a head coach just because of his play calls in the last five minutes of the ball game mm. against Georgia in the fourth yesterday. Which y'all know in detail what really went on regarding the play calls. And that's my soap <laughs> rant right there.
1: All right,
3: go ahead, Aaron. All right, um, so I got um, so the most impressive team to me is Ohio State. I thought, I thought that game was going to be close. I thought Clemson was definitely going to win, but it was going to no, be close. And – and, and, but then um, I, I had this, like, gut feeling. and I, We all said it on the show, like, we were starting to pick Ohio State. But I still thought it was going to be, like, a last-second deal. Like, maybe they're going to win by a field goal or a touchdown. I was not expecting a beatdown, you know, to Clemson. So, that was the most impressive. The most disappointing to me is San Jose – Eight, they were ranked good, and they get humbled by Ball State, like humbled. So that was like the most, you know, um, to me. And then also, I mean, we'll probably talk about this later. But but the whole um, Mississippi State Tulsa game, that was a great game to the end, like twenty eight to twenty six. But but yeah, those balls, they're they're interesting, but I, I don't like I like sportsmanship, you know. <laughs>
1: Most definitely. Um, I'll give by and then I'll let Aaron. Uh, I'll, I'm sorry, I'll let Nathan because I'm sure he's got plenty to say. Um, oh, yeah. Especially after the day he's had the best Alabama fan. Oh, we'll my leave it a, we'll, we'll, God. We'll, we'll leave it alone. We'll to say, by Walmart coaches. We'll get to that. Uh, I would have to say, my mo. Well, I'm kind of with John on this. I've got multiple teams. Uh, one of my most impressive, and I gave him a lot of props yesterday, uh, and that's West Virginia. Um, mm-hmm. Number one, to step up and play a, a really good football team in Army. Uh, they came into this game, I believe, 9-2. and two. Uh, But not only to play them, but to beat them yesterday and what was a great uh, a great football game, or not yesterday, the day before, but, uh, but what, what was a great Liberty Bowl. Um when you really look at West Virginia, uh, their defense really played well. Uh, Army only scored three touchdowns. Uh, and, you know, with, with, with Army and the way they just complete ball control, ball control, ball control, uh, got to give props to uh, West Virginia for sure. But, Aaron, like you said, uh, I think the most impressive performance so far, and, of course, we got one game left, but Ohio State last night, it's not what they did. It's how they did it to Clemson, um, yeah. A performance that, like John has alluded to, no one saw coming, um, and i um, you know, if you're an Alabama fan, I think you got to be a little bit concerned uh, with just how good Ohio State really looked last night. Um, I guess the two teams I'm dis, excuse me, disappointed in the most. Uh, first off, is Houston. Um, to only score 10 points against – I'm sorry, 14 points against Hawaii, uh, I, I just – Dana Holgerson's never really impressed me. Uh, and the other team is Florida Atlantic. Uh, if you look at how they played against Memphis, they, it was just an uninspired football team all the way around, uh, very undisciplined as well. Um, really just don't, uh, don't quite understand what – uh, what Willie Taggart really brings to the table as a head coach. I just I, – I, I've kind of missed missed that. But, anyway. Well, all right, Nathan. The well, floor is yours. Hey, oh, hey real quick. While you bring up Florida Atlantic real quick,
2: you know, especially when they – like you said, Willie Taggart has been around the gang for so many years. I know he likes to jump steps from Oregon to Florida State and whatever.
4: Right.
2: You know, but what about Jim Levitt as a defensive coordinator? I thought Jim Levitt's defense – would basically blitz our offensive line a lot more, and they really didn't.
1: Yeah, you're right. They really didn't at all. Uh, I was expecting a lot more uh, combo blitzes, uh, kind of delayed blitzes as well uh, with our offensive line. Uh, and when I say our, I mean I'm talking Memphis. Uh, just how shady they, shaky they've been uh, in the games leading up to that bowl game. I completely agree, John. Uh, I, I was expecting a lot more. Uh, blitz blitz schemes, blitz uh, packages to come at us, and it did not. Nathan, go ahead, man. I, I know you got a lot on your chest today.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh,
0: where to start? Uh, well, I, I will say this, and even though even though this team lost, I, 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 and I gotta say it, I, I gotta give props to Cincinnati, dude. They they took yeah. on a, a powerhouse. In the SEC, you know, they took them on. I mean, I, I literally thought Cincinnati had the game. I mean, I literally thought they were about to walk away with it. So, first thing, you know, you got to give it to Cincinnati. I mean, and Georgia, I know a lot of people say, well, Georgia, you know, they they didn't have so-and-so or whatever. It, it's still an SEC team, all right? Yeah. And it, it's it's a powerhouse out of the East. So you know, props to Cincinnati. Uh, another team, you know, and I gotta give them props, even though they lost. To Coastal Carolina, man. I mean, wow. <laughs> I, and if you if you if you ask me which one was the best ball game, it, it has to be the Liberty Coastal Carolina game by far. Both them teams, just I mean, it it was just amazing watching that game. So props to both of them. Uh, now it's like John said, you know, you got to give it up for Ole Miss, uh, Lane Kiffin first year coming in, taking out, uh, Indiana. I honestly didn't know what the outcome was going to be. Uh, I, I saw, uh, me and John talked about this earlier. Plumlee was, a, who was playing receiver, you know, so it was, it was watching that, but I mean, he did one hell of a job. Uh, but, it, I mean, all in all, you know, you got to give it for these teams that, you know, this whole COVID stuff, it, it's put a lot of teams out of the bowls. A lot of teams didn't show up. A lot of bowls were canceled. And, you know, some of these teams that had losing seasons got a chance to play. And, you know, giving them a chance and, you know, some of them come out on top and all this, I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive. Uh, my disappointment, uh, I have to go with Florida. I mean, I hate to see – Kyle Kyle Trask <laughs> getting a situation like that where his top receivers all just said, good. <laughs> "We're not playing. We're done. <laughs> we're gonna get ready for the draft." You know, and it me- it probably it I'm sure it messed up his uh his Heisman hopes and everything. Uh, oh, another killed team, that.
1: yeah. His his Heisman
0: hopes I'm kinda, shot. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it killed. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another team, Clemson. I was I was expecting something more out of Clemson against Ohio State. I mean, I I actually had Clemson pick to beat Ohio State, so it was kind of a a shocker to me that they uh, that Ohio State pulled it off. Uh, even though I'm still trying, I, I and I, I know we'll probably talk about this later, but I'm still kind of figuring out that whole targeting call that was made.
2: Aaron, Aaron can explain that because <laughs>
4: yes. <Yeah. I, laughs>
0: So – because I, I don't I, – I, I didn't understand it. <laughs> I mean, I just thought the quarterback got hit. So – but um, – and another team I'm kind of disappointed in was Notre Dame. I expected something a little bit different out of Notre Dame. I mean, the way they talked, the whole way leading up about being the underdog, uh, about being a different team than back in two, 2013, I was expecting a little bit more. A little, something different, but you know I just uh, hope Kelly <laughs> I, I, I and think about it and I, and I noticed this Notre Dame and I don't know and somebody's got to correct me on this I think they're 0 and seven in the BCS
1: something like that yeah. games now yeah. yep they are 0 and seven in BCS yeah. and college
0: playoff games it, it's ridiculous. So after what happened what happened to Tom, Tom, um, Tom Herman today? With Texas, does that mean Brian Kelly's job mm. might be up? No, I mean... we'll talk about that later. <laughs>
1: <coughs> no, I, 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 I think Brian Kelly's safe, um, and I think he deserves to be. Uh, he's a great coach. I, I, I take nothing away from him. Uh, John, do you want to get to some bowl games, man? I was going to tell you also, real
2: quick, him that disappointed me in the last few weeks was Marshall as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not giving. I mean, I'm giving Buffalo a ton of credit as well after the way they lost to um, Ball State in the MAC championship. But Marshall only scored ten points, and then they lost to Rice the way they did, you know, toward the end of the year as well. And uh, Posey just told me to tell me, tell me to tell you that uh, you're talking crazy today. What's going on with that? Me? Yeah. I'm talking <laughs> crazy. What do you mean? He said the West Virginia Army game is boring. hell. You know?
1: Whoa. That was a great game. That was a great game. <laughs> What's wrong it, it, it was a running play the game. whole
0: time with Army. <laughs> <laughs> Army ran the ball every play. It's kinda of obvious what Speaking they were doing.
1: Speaking
0: of which What about
2: Army's football players cheating on that exam? Uh I didn't hear about
3: that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um
2: They had seventeen players out of fifty five cadets supposedly cheat on a calculus exam.
1: But they didn't uh, name mean, the
2: players I, I, because I mean, I probably cheat still don't care <laughs> too, John. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. While you're in the Army?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. Cheating is cheating. It doesn't matter with what, what it's on. Uh, it's wrong. It shouldn't happen. Um, but, well, there's no but to it. Uh, I mean, it's just wrong. There's no way to slice that pie, really. Uh, but, Army still played a good game, and that game was not boring. Michael Posey, uh, I, in my <laughs> opinion, uh, I, I love watching triple option. Uh, and at the high school I went to, the first year I was there, we ran triple option because we didn't have anybody else. It was just us fourteen people. Um, Nathan knows exactly what I'm talking was about. What's the water boy? What are you talking uh, about, dude? I played center. I never mind. We won't go there. It was a lot. Um. <laughs>
0: You play, you played both sides of the field. You played kickoff. You played every position at Rossville, buddy.
1: Yeah, there wasn't no water break. Hang yeah, on. It was... I...
2: That's right, he played football with you, did, didn't he?
1: Yes, he did, yes. Um Was he the water boy too, Nathan? No, no, no. We
4: didn't <laughs> no, call field, played. John.
1: Um but all right, let's talk about the movie, games. The Water Boy. Let's <laughs> be- oh my god, John! All right, are you ready, John, to get some boogers? It's too So New <Game laughs> Year's Eve, we had three games on. Let's go ahead and talk about the first one, John. Uh, a game that I thought was going to be pretty exciting. It turned out to not be at all. And that's the Ball State-San Jose State game, as Aaron was talking about it just a few minutes ago. Final score was 34-13, John. Uh, When you look at this San Jose State team, uh, they only got a total of 347 yards. Third down conversions, John, we talk about it all season. One for 13 on third downs, John. That's terrible. Uh, Uh, Final score was 34-13, like I said. Go ahead. Uh, credit Ball State
2: Cardinals, first of all, by playing with no fans and just, you know, yeah, scoring the way they did it at will. Uh, first of all, that's the one to give credit to Ball State. Uh, San Jose State, to be honest with you, I didn't really notice until right before game time I was texting Aaron. I'm like, Aaron, what's really going on regarding San Jose State? Essentially, Nick Starkle threw a pick six, you know, and I'm like, something's going on, I know. They're missing their running back, the star running back. They're missing one of their star wide receivers. And then on top of that, their offensive coordinator and their defensive coordinator is not even coaching this game. Like, okay, there's no articles. I can't find no articles why they're not even coaching this game. It don't make sense to me unless they're leaving for, like, another job nobody knows about. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, what's really going on regarding the Spartans? What happened to the same San Jose State team that beat Boise State in the Mountain West Championship? That's my question regarding the San Jose State, but uh,
4: well,
1: yeah, I. Why tell you like this? You said, they didn't 13, show up. But,
2: no, but like I said, I thought I didn't even notice about their offensive coach and their defensive coach not even coaching that game. And of course, you know everybody's got to rear around and say, "Hey, this is what's going on now." And then Nick Starkle just did not look impressive at all in that game.
1: No, he he did did not no. at all, John. I completely agree. Aaron, go ahead. Well,
3: yeah, it's just it was it was almost like the Arkansas hand, like like he was just all over the place. So I don't know if it was the lack of the coaches that were at this game, but but I mean, I swear he might as well just been putting on that hog jersey again the way he played, you know. Nick Starkle.
1: Yeah, it was definitely uh, rough to watch, to be honest with you. Um, and, mm-hmm. yeah, like John said, credit to Ball State. Uh, they made Dick Starkle look absolutely terrible uh, in the bowl game. Yeah. And credit to Ball State, they won – they lost their first game of the year and ran off, what, seven straight, I believe. Uh, so, I yep. mean, that team definitely peaked at the right time and definitely played well. Uh, Nathan, go ahead.
0: I mean, it, it's like y'all said, you know – uh, I couldn't believe it when I heard who, who ended up winning this game. Uh, it, was, it was one of them games that, you know, it, it's, like, it's like I said, you never know with these bowl games who's going to win, who's going to pull out. I mean, it's going to be a shocker. And a lot of these teams that won are teams that, I'll be honest with you, I didn't pick some of them because right. I, I yeah. didn't think they, they could pull it off. But, I mean, they proved me wrong. So, the one thing about this whole COVID thing, you know, you like I said, you get the teams that ha- that even have losing records that get in and play in these games. Ball State, I mean, Ball State's a good football team, dude. I mean. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, most definitely. Uh, I mean, yeah, Ball State earned it uh, most definitely on the field. They made San Jose look, uh, State look really bad. Uh, and, and like John said, yeah, San Jose State did have some uh, extra – curricular outside uh, distractions for sure. Uh, but still, uh, I mean, you got to come on the field ready to play. Uh, up next, John, uh, the game we talked about just a few minutes ago, uh, I thought it was a great football game, uh, but the ending of this game uh, really just spoiled, uh, spoiled everything, and in my opinion, put a put a big black eye on college football as a whole. Uh, and, of course, I'm talking about the Mississippi State-Tulsa game. Uh, Tulsa came into this game ranked number 24 in the country, uh, six and three on the season. Um, John, what did you think about the game itself, uh, not the post-game fiasco?
2: Well, first of all, I forgot to say about uh, Ball State, Mike Mew as a football coach, and he's only been around the college football game probably like five years. You know, he's the New Orleans quarterback coach. Uh, at the Orleans Saints, by the way, and he was a Tulane quarterback coach back in 2012. But uh, credit to him and his coaching staff, like we just talked about. I didn't realize he's only been in the college game for at least five years altogether as well. But, um, yeah, Mississippi State, you know, their defense, I was really impressed with their defense early on by giving Tulsa fits on the offense. And Mississippi State's defense really showed out the last couple of games, you know. I know they struggled against Ole Miss, but it was – and the high power offense in Ole Miss, but uh, Lane or not, not Lane, but Mike Leach, you know. The only thing that really concerned me going into that game for Mississippi State was basically Tulsa's quarterback. Tulsa's quarterback's been pretty decent all year. Zach Smith, yeah. Zach Smith probably had the worst game of his cr- this year in general against Mississippi State, in my opinion, because he was throwing in the double coverage, triple coverage even just throwing bad throws on single coverage at times, you know. Um, but, again, I know Tulsa is missing one of their, their top linebackers and Zachary Collins, the uh, defensive player of the year for the American Conference. But Tulsa, to me, is unexcusable to lose the way they did. You know, they basically just did not – I mean, to me, you show a good showing against
1: Cincinnati – yeah, yeah, I thought they played really, really well against, against
2: Cincinnati. And it sounded like, to me, the 32-degree temperatures might have hurt Tulsa when, you know, they're not used to that 32-degree temperatures. I guess. But, yeah, Tulsa quarterback really didn't look impressive to me, and I really thought it would be a better showing, like he did against Cincinnati, the way that he rallied against Cincinnati in the second half and put up a good fight. The only, And another thing, Tulsa's running game It has not really been that good at all the last three ball games as well.
1: No, no, most definitely. I thought Tulsa would
2: run the ball pretty well.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you look at this game, look at Tulsa. uh, They had Stokes had uh, nine rushes for 117 yards. Uh, Santana had four rushes for 112. After that, it was pretty uh, rough. I mean, five for 41, four for 41, two for 17. Uh, Zach Smith was 26 to 46. (laughs) <laughs> Excuse me, for uh 347 yards. If you look at the Mississippi State side of it, uh Will Rogers, I think this young man is really gonna be the future of Mississippi State. Uh, not a bad little quarterback at all from right there in Brandon, Mississippi. Uh was oh. 19 of 30 for 148 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Uh, if you look at Zach Smith, he threw the two really bad interceptions in that game. Uh I I take I I take some credit from Tulsa, but I give some credit to Mississippi State. Uh, I feel like they fought in this game, John. Uh, I there was no quit in these guys. Uh, I feel like they, Mike Leach may be onto something a little bit more uh, than we realized down there in Starkville. Um, but Aaron, the game itself was a great game. Now let's talk about the just complete black eye at the end of the game. Uh, by both schools I'm not taking anything away from either one of these schools so yeah. they, they were both very active in what happened go ahead Aaron
3: yes yeah so um, so I mean it was crazy like I mean just, just the chippiness the shoving like cut it out like these teams need to cut it out like like I get it was a really good competitive game i don't know what they're saying to each other you know because trust me like i mean we all played a little football like we we get chippy like we we, oh, yeah. we say stuff and we hear stuff and also um i mean i just wish these team these teams could just or these players can just wipe it like it's not worth it it's not worth it because even at that point you're on national television the co- the country and even the world because i mean it, you can get espn and south africa if you want to I and mean, the world is watching you play and and you're acting like that know. and and it's just it's horrible mm. and and um i don't know if it's all about ego and like like frustration you know of of losing and then because also, um, you can you can be a sore winner and you can be a sore loser, and I think this was a mixture of both of those. Mississippi State rubbing it in, yeah, and then Tulsa retaliating or vice versa. But you you know it, they're both guilty, and and um, yeah, and then, like there's even a game today. Um, Kentucky, was it Kentucky, and, Kentucky, yeah, Kentucky, yeah, NC State where they were, like, shoving each other. And I'm like, oh, please like, – like, please don't. Please don't. We, we've already seen the yeah. brawl of the year. Don't, don't, don't give that yeah, to us let's again. let not
1: do it again.
3: Um, um, but, oh, can I – Um, go ahead, so, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, What I really thought was really cool, though, this Mississippi State Tulsa was a learning experience for the other teams. Because have you noticed, like, after that um, Mississippi State Tulsa game, and then you had today getting a little chippy. Then all of a sudden, out of the blue, the refs are right there, like they saw what happened, and they're going to learn from that and prevent it from happening again. You see what I'm saying?
2: Well, let me say something regarding what I think about that fight as well, because like it all started before the ball game even started in pregame warmups yeah. regarding shirt yeah. versus skins as well. <laughs> it's just yeah. when Miss as you call it in basketball terms. But uh, yeah, uh me personally, like Kirk Herbstreet said yesterday on game day, the referees decided, you know, now instead of 60 minutes before kickoff, they come out 90 minutes before kickoff just because of all this craziness going on regarding trippiness, talking back and forth between players. And me personally, I think – the referees basically should have basically threw a sports-like conduct on both teams right at kickoff because of the trippiness, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you're letting – and then the referees, like I know I'm not trying to bash referees because I got friends of mine that are referees either in high school or college, but me personally, the referees kind of did let it also out of hand as well. They basically did not really – I mean, they called it in sports-like conduct penalties during the game – but they really did not get in detail and coach the coaching staff or they might've done it, but me the head referee needs to go over to the coaches during the game or try to get both coaches at midfield during a timeout or something and say, Hey, this is what's going to go on. If I see one more player on both sides, whatever, I'm going to eject them. And then, you know, right after the game gets over, I'm going to go to right after the game gets over now is because Number four for Mississippi State kicked that player for Tulsa, and then he started running like yeah. a little wuss and started running.
1: Oh, and then well, I you want to bash him. Go ahead. <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: and then my problem is also, and then you're on freaking Instagram Live or Facebook Live or whatever you're using, yep. and then you want to brag about it on social media. Come on, dude. Act like you're an adult. Move on, and then just move on.
4: Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, you're is- trying to
1: get attention on you won the game. It's not like you lost. Why are you, why are you, why are you mad? Why are you so upset? You won the football game, but just to piggyback off what you said about the officials. And I completely agree with everything you say, John, 100%, but just to add to it, both official, you can't tell me the officials didn't know that both those teams were face to face, nose to nose at midfield before that game started. So before that game even starts, you go to both those coaches. You go. You get the athletic directors involved. You pull them to the side and say, look, anything goes on in this football game, we're throwing people out. you got to set a precedent at the very beginning of that game, and not just that game, but in my opinion, every football game, and say, look, here's the rules. You can either follow them or you can't. But if you can't, I don't care who you are, coach included, you're going to be thrown out of the game. There's, yeah. there's too much yeah. – too many coaches are running on the field to stop fights and running on the field to jump at officials why why are you running on the field I understand trust me I've been there I've been on the sidelines albeit youth football but still um <laughs> you do you get you get emotional well, I understand that but as the as the officials you gotta you got to set a precedent at the very beginning of the season and maybe they'll talk about that during the offseason because I know every year they have certain things that the officials are uh, making more of a higher priority. But you shouldn't have to have an absolute assault. That's what it was. It was an assault on numerous players, one of which, the Tulsa player, had a freaking concussion. Yeah. And police are police are involved. You shouldn't have to have an, an, a terrible incident like that to make changes. I, I, I just... That's my little soapbox on it, but I just—I I mean, it, right. it, it's sad. It's sad to see, and it's frustrating. But what's even more frustrating is the lack of res- the the amount of respect that I've lost from Mike Leach based on how he handled this in his post game press conference. I, I I just don't. You've got. Oh yeah, I, absolutely. I, and then I, I, go
2: ahead, John. And then like you said also and like you said also, for example, you know, especially that player from Mississippi State got that sports like conduct penalty, Dawin at that Tulsa player, like right at on that onside kick when he stood over him and got yeah. hit, you know, the way he did. Hey. And then Mike Leach go and then no problem I mean, as well, with especially the way Leach I like I told y'all before we went live and whatnot, Mike Leach he went to the freaking student section and took some selfies. Go control your daggum players, and then after you leave, you know, after everybody goes to the locker room, go take the selfies then. Exactly. You know, yeah. that's my point exactly. of view as well. Don't, you know, and then now they're talking about maybe pressing criminal tra- or pressing charges against these players and whatnot as well. I just pray that the athletic directors, like y'all said, for both schools, hold both players or both teams accountable. And that commissioners, Greg, San- Greg Sankey, and Mike Grisco, do the right thing as well.
4: Yeah. And yeah. A,
0: another thing, I, I just want to add this to what he was saying. See, when I sat there and watched it the whole game, you know, and watched the ending of it, I thought what started it was that big hit on the yeah. one side kick. I thought that was is what started it. But it wasn't. There was more to it. Now, I don't know if this is true, but I think a coach or a coach assistant or something – I don't know if it was State or Tulsa, but they were getting involved. Then you had guys that were not even dressed out, getting involved. It's like, dude, why? Why would you put yourself in that situation? You're already not playing. You probably just exactly. messed your whole stuff up. Yeah. And I mean, for what? For what? Uh, a few minutes of of a little showtime, or I mean, to make highlight or something? I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I remember it's... and. And, and not n- not to bring anything back, but – and correct me if I'm wrong, y'all, but Memphis had a situation like this. That
4: yeah, yeah, yeah know, fortunately, the BYU. Baseball, to BYU yeah.
1: Yeah. Baseball, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that Memphis know, player put that BYU huh? guy to sleep. Yeah. So,
0: I mean – but the thing is that number seven from Tulsa, uh, putting on his helmet and going right back in. <laughs> Like <laughs> – Yeah. I mean, what are you doing? Get ready. I mean, it, just you—you you lost the game. You won the game. Congrat- yeah. Congratulate each other. If you can't, if you can't say nothing, you know, congratulations or anything, get the hell back to the locker room. Just exactly. That, it's as easy as exactly. that.
1: Exactly.
3: And, and, and that's why I think it was just both sore winning and sore losing, just not being able to. Oh, most properly conduct yourselves.
1: Most definitely. Most definitely, John. It's time to talk about that boring Liberty Bowl game. You want to talk about <laughs> that or do you want to skip it? Uh, wait, wait. I mean Wait,
3: wait.
0: I, I could sum it up. I could sum it up. Option. Option.
1: Option. Yeah. Option. It's, uh, option. it's uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know if Nathan will remember this or not, but uh at Rossville we had the KISS like method. Her? It was keep it simple, stupid. And it was triple option. And it was, <laughs> it was run up the middle, run up the middle, run up the middle. Oh, guess what's coming? Run up the middle. And then you know we would we would flip it outside every now and then. It was, <laughs> oh, it was very, dude. It was keep it simple, minute. stupid. Wait. It was the kiss method. Wes, Wes,
0: who was the, it? That wasn't the coach Harvey era, was it?
1: When coach Harvey uh, was there? No, it was it was it was it was the guy before Raconi. I can't think of what his name was. Oh. Um. Oh
2: my god, yeah. Anyway, you're
1: not talking about Johnny Allen, are you? Uh no, I can't think of what his name was now, Nathan. It slipped my mind, but uh anyway. Uh, 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 uh yeah, we had a we had a nice football game at the Liberty Bowl. Uh Army ended up winning or uh, losing the game uh to West Virginia. West Virginia ended up getting the win. Uh since it's I got so that boring. Yeah, you This did. is so boring. I guess we'll move along. Uh, we also had a canceled <laughs> game. That game uh, that day it was uh, Arkansas TCU, which I was I was personally looking forward to. I thought it was going to be a great game. Uh, John, yeah. let's move on to New Year's what? Day games. Go ahead. What? Hey, we got to give a lot of credit to
2: Virginia's quarterback
1: though in that game, though. Uh, John, we can't talk about that game. It was boring. Yeah, <laughs> a <good> boring. <quarterback. laughs> Yeah, that's what why I, I don't want to bore. I don't want to bore our fans like Michael Posey and talking about that game. John, I don't want him to fall asleep. John, John, you just
0: said it was boring. We can't go back and talk about it now. Congratulations. <laughs> no, that's true. That's I was, hey, you said option, 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 So I just said, once the
2: quarterback was good. There. I mean, that's
1: yeah, pretty much was. what it
0: was. It's like <laughs> yeah. who's going to get the ball?
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, John, let's talk about the uh, Auburn Northwestern game first. Um, of course, Auburn is. Uh, made a big, big change. Uh, I have to. Uh, we, we don't talk about long. Um, uh, Brian Harson, the former Boise, no, State I'm just head coach, is now at um, Auburn as their head coach. Uh, yep. the defensive coordinator was the assistant or the interim, sorry, head coach of this yeah. game. Um, John Northwestern ended up winning 35 19. Uh, very impressive Thank win by Northwestern.
2: 24.
1: Also, there was uh, Some reports this week that uh, a few players were opting out at Northwestern. Uh, Also, some rumors that there's a a few NFL teams uh, rumored to be looking at Pat Fitzgerald as their next head coach. Um, I like like Pat Pat Fitzgerald. Uh, Been there since 2006. Uh, I think that that is the perfect example of what happens when you give a guy time to build a program, how he wants to build it. Uh, that's another guy that uh, I would like to see stick around at Northwestern and just see how how good they really can be. Um, John, will will Brian Harson get it turned around at Auburn? And this question is for all three of y'all. When we look at Auburn, of course they lost the bowl game. Uh, Should have lost to Arkansas. Should I mean just not very good. Uh, Chad Morris and that offense is just stagnant. There's nothing there. They've got a great running back. Chad Morris. Yeah, it's just it's like, yeah, it's like, like watching paint dry, man. It's terrible. Um, I do like yeah. Tank, that. Uh, what's his name? Tank Bixby, the running back's pretty good running back. A uh, uh, freshman kid. Uh, but I, do you think? Do you think that they'll? This is a two-part question. A. Do you think he's the right man? And B, do you think Auburn will give him enough time? Aaron, go ahead. I thought
2: I was going first, but okay. oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, go yeah, ahead, John. No,
1: gonna, I'll
3: be quick.
2: I'll be, <laughs> no, Aaron okay. can go first. It's okay.
3: Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I think um we need to do the three year rule with him. Um, give him three years, see what he can do. Um, you know, like he, he's not. Well, he did coach at Arkansas State, though, right? So he's kind of familiar with the South a little bit. So maybe he can use his footprint there and try to recruit some folks like out of Alabama and maybe Texas and and things like that. But um, um, yeah, I give him three years. If if he hasn't done anything in three years at Auburn, um, you know, they'd say bye.
4: You love- know.
2: Well, um, first of all, let me talk about the game. First of all, um, you know, I was kind of surprised that Auburn. You know, I don't know if Kevin still even got a chance, to for that job. To be honest with you, I think they just wanted to go with somebody that's been a head coach before, in a decent power, non-power, or in the Mountain West. Yeah, but um, if Kevin still did not deserve to get, I mean, if he did not get an interview shot at the job, that's I'm blaming the athletic department and what for that game is because you, for example, Ryan Silverfield coached the Cotton Bowl against Penn State, and Ryan Silverfield got that job probably one, because the players love him, two, the players showed out in that game against Penn State, three, the coaches that were in, available for the Cotton Bowl pretty much trust Ryan Silverfield as well as the next football coach. But with Kevin Still not – if he didn't get a shot at the interview process, I will blame that department 100% on this right now because, to me, Kevin Still should have basically – maybe the players were distracted by the new hire as well because they like Kevin Still as a coach and a mentor and a role model and a setter, you know. Um, by the way, Baylor's associate athletic director has got the Boise State athletic director job. But uh, nice, but that's my point of view regarding this Auburn hire right now because you know it's going to take time, you know, to rebuild this program. I know, like, I'm just disappointed in the way they did it the way they hired somebody before the bowl season. I know a lot of people hire coaches before the bowl season or before the bowl game just because they want to go out there and recruit and whatnot, but the players could have. Like it just said, players probably have trust in one guy in Kevin Still to lead the program maybe next year. Because last time I checked, Kevin Still was going to interview for the job, hopefully within the next couple of weeks, right after the bowl game. But again, with them hiring Brian Hartzell, like you said, Aaron, I think you gotta give Brian Hartzell some time he has got to, He's gotta he's gonna he's definitely gonna recruit well because yeah. he did so well at Arkansas State that one year. And I think they almost beat Auburn that one year mm-hmm. that he was there. But I don't know, man. Wes, I just, he, like I said, he was born and raised in Boise. He loved the Boise State program. He, I think, he played there as well at one time. Yeah, he did. But, like you said, Aaron, you gotta give a, a guy like this three to four years and then see what happens. And my question is now, who's maybe gonna be his offensive coordinator and other coaches around Brian Hartzell? Because my question, I know Larry Porter, we talk about Larry Porter, He did. he's done pretty well ever since he left Memphis. As a special teams coach now at Auburn, or even a special teams coach at North Carolina, was it North Carolina?
1: I mean, he had nowhere but, to uh, go but up from Memphis, ta- though. I mean, let's yeah. be honest.
2: But he's going to – I mean, I'm just disappointed in the Auburn Athlete. They did not interview Kevin Still at all. Because, like I said, the players get distracted by all this, especially when they name a coach – during, like I said, during a, before the game even started, because they trust somebody like Kevin Steele to lead, you know, de- their defense and be a head coach. Well, Two things are harder. Well,
3: John, play. John. So, um, um, also, I think mindset is completely moving away from that. So, if Kevin Steele is a part of uh, this Gus smell he's a part of he's part of that mindset that. He was a part of the team. You know, he was part of that Gus Malzon coaching staff. So, so I get Auburn for being like, let's go a different direction. And, and to the point it's like, we're going to fire Gus Malzahn. But going a different direction means going a different, complete different direction, like, like complete different coach that has nothing to do with Auburn ever. And then bringing him in, and that way he can build, bring his own coaches in and build something new. It's like starting from the bottom. And going to the top, like starting from scratch. By the way, yeah, Yeah, it's just starting starting from scratch. And because I mean, as a hawk fan, that's exactly what Arkansas had to do. Like with when we got Sam Pittman, um, we had to start from scratch. You know, you don't see a coach that was part of that Chad Morris or even Brett Bielema. Like it's all new guys, and I think Auburn's trying to do that same thing, where it's like. Scratch yeah. it out. Now now here's the thing though, the thing with that, you know, because you know, Arkansas was bad. Like that coach deserved to be fired. Two wins, whatever. But um and Arkansas's been bad for a few years now. But um I'm sorry, but as a Hawk fan, I would give anything to win six games every year, seven games every year. So yeah. so obviously I'm seeing that Auburn's expectations are higher. So like, during the whole scratching it out, you may see, him, see Auburn be worse the next couple of years, maybe only winning four games, three games. Right. Because, because they started now, from now, scratch.
0: Yeah. Now, now, see, I agree with Aaron on that because Auburn – see, the whole talk around Auburn, you know, they, they, they have a good program. Coming from an Alabama fan, I will say this. They do have a good program. They can recruit some players. Uh, I just think – I mean, to be honest with you, I, it's like I told Wes, they went after Bill Clark, UAB head coach. I mm-hmm. literally thought that that's who they were going to get. Mm-hmm. I, I, I i did not that expect – That a great a hire head by coach. them. And it would have been. Now, I Steve Sarkisian, he – well, that's another thing. You know, there there was something that was told to me at, at the shop that, you know, Hugh Freeze. There there were there were actually a, a little thing on Twitter that uh, some some Auburn fans they didn't want Hugh. They didn't want good old Freeze yep. there, and Freeze yep. uh, and Freeze tweeted him back, said, "I'm not going to take the job anyways. I don't want to go to Auburn."
3: Yeah, because, so because why, I think they're saying... you... <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Nathan.
0: No, no, I no, I'm just saying, why would you not want Hugh Freeze? I mean, I get I get what he did at Ole Miss, I get that. Okay, whatever. But dude, he's an offensive genius. Yep. He, he he I mean, coming from somebody like an Alabama fan, he beat us. <laughs> that that's one person we as Alabama fans, nice. we didn't want to see Hugh Freeze go to Auburn. Yeah, twice. We don't want to see that. We don't want a coach being there that knows how no. to beat us. And he does. But Bill Clark would have been the perfect hire for Auburn. Uh, I, I, I if you, if I have to say this, um this new coach they're bringing in from Boys State, uh Harson or whatever his name is, I'll end up learning it because they're gonna be playing Bama. But the thing about him is I I compare him <laughs> to a Gene Chiswick. <laughs> to, that, that's who I compare him to, Gene Chizik, Hello,
4: Gene. and,
0: but, but the thing about it is he's going to come in, he don't, he's going to have to learn, he's going to, he's going to need a few years, you're right, I give him about three, yeah. uh, being
3: but, the max, in the next two years, though, I could see them getting worse, because of yeah. the whole new <clears throat> coaching, so, so they you might not even see him in a bowl game the next two years. And then maybe that third year that's when they'll start. Now I don't know if Auburn will be patient enough for that. I don't know if that because if if that happens, they might cut him loose right away, but you gotta be patient with the guy. Um like I say that the re- reason why Arkansas got rid of Chad Morris so quick is because there was no growth. There's no view of a growth. He sucked. Um, because yeah, that's why they got rid of the, him
4: is because he sucked. <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah, he sucked, but the players quit playing for him. They, like, oh yeah, have, like, like you could tell when you when you fire a guy, and and your whole team celebrates. There's a problem, you know. Like, <laughs>
0: but but oh, here's I the thing. Agree. Yeah. Look,
3: we're going
0: we're going to the Arkansas about Chad Morris. You look at what he. Uh, all right, at Arkansas, yeah, he, he sucked, dude. I mean, when I watched the game of the North Texas-Arkansas, the punt. That That was awesome.
3: Oh, that was horrible, yeah.
1: Did you just say that was awesome, John? That was the most – that is – there is youth football teams that know (laughs) to tackle that guy and not just sit there and let him walk by. Wes, 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 it reminded me of a play.
0: Remember wrong ball? Yes, yes. And you, know what, you, know, you
4: know what? The funny thing is,
1: <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up. I ran that in a youth football game, and it worked to a T. <laughs> I mean, to a T. It, it was does.
4: perfect.
1: Oh, God.
2: That's no, so also, funny. It's awesome because I was pulled for North Texas to win that game, and, was, <laughs> and also, uh, you know, cool story. Like I said, my brother worked at North Texas at one time. Yeah, yeah.
4: Time yeah.
2: Too. So you know. <laughs> Uh, but going back to the yeah. higher though, I mean, I, go ahead. Hey, real quick, I didn't notice, but uh, the non-conference schedule for Penn or for Auburn next year is uh, Akron, at Penn State, Georgia State, and Alabama State. Oh wow! So there's, there's wow! So there's their four non-conference games on wow. right here
1: Man, that's a powerhouse non-conference schedule for a for a really good SEC. That's ridiculous. Oh my God! Never mind.
4: Go ahead. <laughs> but, uh,
2: <laughs> but, hey, like, talk about the game real quick. Northwestern, hey, Northwestern defense showed out again in that game as well. Oh, um, yeah. Except for the game against Ohio State. But credit Northwestern defense in that game. But I think Pat Fitzgerald, Wait, wait.
0: No, go ahead, John. Finish up I was going
2: to say, also, I think Pat Fitzgerald, like you said, West is going to be there for a long, long, time. Maybe, like, another five years or so. Like, we're going to talk about Iowa State later, but I think Matt Campbell is the same way. I don't think he's going to leave Iowa State now anytime soon as well.
1: Um, I have a different opinion, but go ahead. Look, all
0: right. <laughs> but, look, I just want to say this. If you talk about non-conference games right quick. I just want to put this one in there, and I'd love to see it. I want to see the Memphis versus Tennessee game. That's what I want, to, I want them to play. I want to see the Liberty Bowl – Packed in, full of Tennessee
3: fans and Memphis fans. I just wanted to go at it. See, see, I, I want, something similar. I want like a, I want that like in Little Rock too, like a Arkansas versus Arkansas State, like packing that War Memorial Stadium or something like that. You know, so, so it's like similar, but yeah. Um,
2: I'm sure but Jones will get on the schedule. <laughs>
1: I think but yeah, now Memphis, that Bush Jones that. is at Arkansas State. It would not surprise me if we did not see that series happen. Now, Nathan, on the Tennessee-Memphis side of it, uh, ten- and this is just a fact, and I, I know we have Memphis or UT fans that watch this show, but Tennessee will only play us when it benefits them, and right now it does not benefit Tennessee to play us because they won't win. And I will go ahead and say it here live on on air, and, yes, I'm a diehard Memphis fan. I think right now if you line up Memphis and you line up Tennessee against each other for ten games, Memphis would win seven out of those ten. Well, the reason I
0: say that is because, I mean, Tennessee and Memphis, they play basketball against each other. Why do I get a little football in there too? I mean, I'm just saying, if you want to sell out and if you want to have the Liberty Bowl just sold out, yep. book that game. And I guarantee you, it's going and, to be. And that's a,
3: and that's a part of sh- that strengthening the non-conference that could eventually get Memphis into a playoff. Maybe you play Tennessee every year because I, I do know Memphis plays Ole Miss, Ole Miss SEC school. So I'm with you, Nathan. Like, let's get Tennessee in there. You know, maybe maybe I
0: can, in, in, I mean, in a look,
3: year you play both Ole Miss and Tennessee.
0: Right. Now, I know we're going to get to this game a little later on, but I just want to bring this up. Georgia-Cincinnati, right there. I mean, come on. (laughs) If Cincinnati had to to prove something, it was a battle. But if Cincinnati had to prove something, that's where they did it. Mm -hmm. So, if that was a regular season game, that would have been a great way to prove something.
1: Oh, heck yeah. And here's my thing, and we'll just go ahead and get this out of the way now. All right. Everybody wants to complain about these bowl games and wants to talk about how, oh, players are opting out. Players aren't playing because of their NFL stock. Okay. Uh, Dana Holgerson was on um, a (gasps) Sirius XM radio show last week or the week before, and they were talking to him about bowl games. And he had what I think is a great idea. Instead of playing the bowl games at the beginning of the year, you don't you play them at the beginning. I mean, I'm sorry, instead of playing at the end of the year, you play at the beginning. You let you put all these great you you the same way you match up bowl games at the end of the year, match them up at, at the beginning, and then play the regular season. And then at the end of the season, like
2: as week zero game.
1: Yeah. But you know, like say that last week of um August, that last week before games get started in September, have that last week be some bowl games. And you can still have all the bowl – you can still have games. You know, you can still have a national championship at the end of the year. That's fine. You can still do your playoff. That's fine. But play it at the beginning. I mean, you know what I mean? Do it at the beginning. That way, give these games some meaning. But the the issue with, with scheduling is this. It's done too far in advance. Look at Memphis, Arkansas. For, yeah, especially for
2: SEC.
1: Yeah. For example, right now, look at Memphis and Arkansas. We are – we. I say we being a Memphis fan and an Arkansas fan we are scheduled to play each other in 2025. Who knows if that's even gonna yeah. happen? I want it to happen. Me being a house divided, I for dang sure want it to happen. That's gonna be a lot of fun in my house. But I want it to happen for both of those programs, both Memphis and Arkansas. That's a great, that's a great game for both of those fan bases. It's not a bad drive for either fan, for either fan base. You can put it in Little Rock to make it easier for, for both people to get there. Uh, you know, there's numerous. The well, problem well, is, is Little Rock, right, but yeah, right? But I mean, the problem is these schedules are made too far in advance. We saw this year, for yeah. example, with that BYU Coastal Carolina game. You can put a game together in a week and still get it in and let it be played, and it can still turn out to be a great game.
0: Yeah. Now, now uh, that's and also. Alabama we got Texas already scheduled up for a home away series we got Notre Dame scheduled for a home away series I believe Michigan's set up for one too and they're just scattered you know years away and I'm just like I want to see this now (laughs) I don't want to have to wait to see these matchups because I want to see you know I don't want to have to wait and be like oh well Notre Dame or Texas or whoever oh they're not that great this year and then like well you made me wait this whole time, and it's just—it's not a good game. Yeah.
1: So. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, John, we'll go ahead and talk about your Georgia Bulldogs assume. real quick. Uh, <laughs> well, Georgia and Cincinnati. Oh, uh, yeah. what?
2: Yeah, Nathan does make it interesting. Here's Alabama's future non-conference schedule: twenty twenty-one, it's Miami, Southern Miss, New Mexico State, Mercer. Twenty twenty-two, Utah State at. At Texas, Louisiana Monroe, Austin P 23 home for Texas at South Florida, which they signed a home and home in South Florida, yep. and I totally forgot about. Yeah. Uh, 2024, Western Kentucky, South Florida, and then at Wisconsin. So they do have a home and home in Wisconsin as well. Yep. And then if Norvell's still around, they go to Florida State as well in
4: 2025. Yeah. That
2: like you said, Wes, you know. But like you said, West, they have a home and home for Crying Out Loud. But Oklahoma in 30 – or 2032 and 2033. Nobody right. wants to – 15 years to see that. Everybody wants to see that now. But, uh, and, yeah, Navy, And my thing is, in Tennessee 15 thing, years, you
1: know, we don't even know what these teams are going to be decent. In 15 years, for all we know, freaking Rutgers and uh, – hell, I don't know. Uh, just throw a team out there. Washington, Accurate. San Diego State, the two Listen, best teams yeah. in the country, and <laughs> and Jordan, <laughs> Oklahoma and Alabama can be terrible. I mean, I just don't. I just feel like just just bring it in. Uh, don't don't schedule so far out. I, I, what's the point? And plus, if you short term schedule, it keeps your fan base interested in what's happening. It, and it really puts a lot of more emphasis on those recruiting classes every year. If you're playing top-notch programs here in year out, and people like
2: us can afford to
1: go to games, exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but All right, okay, John. so the Georgia we ain't get, so, we ain't got to work.
2: Yeah, we don't have to be retired in old, like in a nursing home or whatever. But, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah,
2: exactly, <laughs>
3: exactly. Uh, John Growing up in a wheelchair. Uh, also, also, I was also thinking, like, why do we have to have these FCS teams? Like, if we had to play them, like, maybe, like, put them I in a bowl game at the beginning of the season. Maybe do a preseason where you're playing against these SDS. That way you still pay them their $2 million, and, and they still get that experience of playing with you. But it's a preseason game, you know? Like, I prefer that. You know, like, maybe, like, that last couple of weeks of August, do preseason, college football preseason. I like do that. You know. and, yeah
4: And 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 then yeah. all
3: of a sudden that opens up that opens up like Alabama's non-conference it could be Texas, um, USC, um, Clemson, all these teams, and, and just pack it all in. You know what we I mean? We want it
2: there, yeah. <laughs> no,
0: yeah. No, we
3: don't. No, no, no you, no, you say don't you
0: want it, you <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> But, no, but, look, I, I, I do want to say this, though. I, I want to add this to what Wes was talking about earlier. You know, you
3: oh, talk man, about the playoff man,
0: football. No, no, no. <laughs> but to add, to add to the you know the playoff thing, I, I think they should extend the playoff. Go 18 Put 18 yeah. Top eight. Put them in the playoff. Let them face off. You know, one sixteen. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs>
3: For New Year's Six Bowl. That should be a playoff. New Year's Six Bowl
1: playoff. <laughs> It's not that, that that way, it's not that that way hard it, to add two more games to the playoff. I don't understand why they can't do it. There's already four teams in. But uh, Two more games? Yeah. Uh, how well, hard is that to squeeze well, in? <laughs> yeah. Right. I'll well, take
4: what
0: I'm 16 saying, though, base. is <laughs> – but, but then again, you won't have these four powerhouse teams that are always in it every year. Everybody's like, well, we already know who's going to be in it. You're giving all these other ones – like Jimbo Fisher said – I mean, and he said it best. He said, we played Bama. When we played them, they had Jalen. They don't have him no more. You know, and we beat Florida, you know, and the only team we lost against was Alabama. No. Notre Dame lost to Clemson. I mean, they should have been out. So, you know, I, I think, and I honestly think this, I think if Texas a and played Alabama again, I think it would be – a better game to watch, to be honest with you.
1: Oh yeah, uh, but that no goes back to it.
0: that goes back to the whole. Right, but that goes back to the whole. They don't want two teams from the same conference in the playoff. That's not fair. But, but they, well,
3: they just had it. I, I mean, mean, ACC had two teams.
0: Exactly.
2: Well, yeah, this exactly. year. Exactly. I mean, uh, my I, question is: if we do expand, if we do expand the playoff like to eight teams, for example. What champion are you taking? Are you taking the four extra conferences? I know you American take, conference. You take
1: you take the you take Power Five, SEC, everybody, all them. Then you you yep. take the American. That's six, and then you have two at large.
2: You take the Mountain West.
1: You take Power Five. So you take so, SEC, Big Ten, Big not Twelve. Not talking about
2: the other one. For your you are you going to take like a Boise State and the Mountain West champion? Well, it all
1: depends. Like, if yeah. you have a yeah,
3: like like uh, this year, an at-large could have been a Oklahoma or a Georgia, or, or so. <laughs> it could be like you know, what I mean, like exactly could have been a coastal. But, been. but wait a bit. But, a coastal, yeah. But here's a, but here's the thing. But here's the thing. Uh,
0: and John and John just said just said something that reminded me. You look at a few years back Fiesta Bowl. Oklahoma, Boise State. In Johnson, One, baby. Best college football Best college football game <laughs> to watch. Liberty. This yeah, so
1: beautiful. And Boise so State.
0: beautiful. Exactly. And, and Boise State pulled it off. I mean, yeah. who, who's to say that Coastal Carolina, had, I mean, come up with something. I mean, you just never know. Because these players, because a lot of these players that go to, like, Coastal Carolina, Liberty, or something like that, most of these players are transfers from – Top five schools that mm-hmm. don't get no playing time, so they take their talent elsewhere and show off. So, I mean,
1: you're exactly right,
0: give them a chance, yeah.
2: and then we can have an engagement party after.
1: <laughs> <laughs> John, when you look at this uh Georgia Cincinnati game, uh, got to give credit to, to Cincinnati, start just to start off. Uh, they held Georgia to one for 11. On third down, John, Watch one out. for 11. That's not good. That's terrible, actually, um, but Georgia came away with the win, 24-21. Uh, John, give me your breakdown of this game, Georgia-Cincinnati.
2: Uh, first of all, like you said, you know, we talked about already. We already talked about uh, Cincinnati, you know, regarding, uh, to me, the Cincinnati offense showed out in the first half of that football game. Uh, Desmond Ritter had all day to throw the football. Uh, they had pretty much all day to run the ball. And Desmond Ritter showed why he could be coming back next year, you know, as the leader for Cincinnati in the top maybe three again in the conference. You know, if Desmond Ritter comes back. Um, their offensive line, like I said, just – I mean, to me, those – of Cincinnati just had dumb penalties at the wrong time in the second half. For example, I forgot which half it was. But the Cincinnati offensive lineman, the play's already blown dead, for crying out loud. And you're going to do a targeting play on the sidelines. Oh, right that in front was – yeah, that
1: was blatant right
2: too. For in front of the referee. And I'm like, I'm like, are you serious right now, dude? Yeah. I know you want to basically have a game with emotions and whatnot. But right in front of the referee and then right in front of – I think it was your team as well. And you want to do that? That's when Desmond Ritter came to him and said, hey, buddy, you know, we don't need that type of stuff, till, you know, in this second half. But uh, George's running game and JT Daniels, you know, George's running game was okay, but I forgot the total yards on top of my head for the running game. But George's running game played pretty well in the second half, and they mixed it up a little bit. More. And I like how Kirby Smart um, threw the ball a little bit, like ten yards downfield, fifteen yards downfield, a little bit more in detail in the second half as well. And gotta yeah, give credit to Dan Laney, you know, and Memphis's former assistant coach, now Georgia defensive coordinator, give him a lot of credit by putting a little bit more pressure on Desmond Ritter in that second half as well. Um, and then, you know, credit Georgia taking advantage of that third and two dumbest play call there was in the whole book <laughs> by throwing the football on third and two with about a minute and so much time left. You don't give JT, I know JT Daniels is like a four-year player whatever, being a senior. But you don't give a senior quarterback that much time left with a two-minute drive and down in the field to kick the game-winning field goal against you. Yeah. You take yeah. a chance yeah. with 20 seconds to go in the game or whatever after that punt was going to happen. Because you know darn well Georgia <laughs> is out of time. I'm out for crying out loud. I'm more disappointed in the play call looking back at this game in the second half than I, I'm a Georgia fan. Yeah, 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 and a Memphis fan. But <laughs> but Georgia did, Georgia really did not Georgia at times really did not deserve to win that ball game. No, yeah, they Georgia, did not. And then Georgia just basically out, like I said, in the second half, their their offense woke, finally woke up a little bit. Their running game was decent, and then they put more pressure on Desmond Ritter. I didn't really realize this, but Cincinnati's <laughs> offensive line has been huge all year long, basically you know a three hundred pound lineman
1: up oh, and yeah. down, you
2: know. Cincinnati's thought, got one of the yeah. best – I
1: mean, besides Alabama, Cincinnati's got one of the best offensive lines in the country. And I think talking about Cincinnati's oh. defense, Don, defense, John, not to cut you off, talking about Cincinnati's defense, they held Georgia to only 45 yards total rushing for the game. If That's you would have told me before
2: – <laughs> Do what? That's why I said decent in the second half because – Well, I mean – really- Zach, quite in the first half. let's of see. Half. White
1: had 11 carries, 39 yards. McIntosh had uh, five carries, 17. Milton had four carries, 10. Uh, if, if you if you would have told me, if you would if have told anybody before this game started that Georgia, as that is what Kirby Smart is built around is this running game. If you would have told me Georgia would have had 45 yards rushing, I'd probably try to give you a $100 bill because I wouldn't have believed it. Um I think if you look at Cincinnati and you look at the American Athletic Conference moving into next year, uh, you've got to be pretty excited uh, to have the season that they had this year. uh, And then also to show up the way they did against Georgia in a a New Year's Six Bowl. You've got to give hats off to Luke Fickle, got to give hats off to Cincinnati. And I really hope Luke Fickle sticks Mm -hmm. around Cincinnati for a while. Because as a Memphis fan, I've enjoyed – going up against him uh, every year. It, it, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, Aaron, go But, ahead. yeah, like, I was going oh, sorry, awesome,
2: sorry. to go say real quick regarding Georgia. And Georgia awesome, is one of their top running backs. And Delvin yeah, Cook's brother yeah. as well. Yeah. You know, his dad passed away, you know, as well. And, credit, like I said, credit Georgia when the game mattered the most. Like I told you, yeah. you don't give JT Daniels, a leader, leader quarterback, that much time left in the game. You should give and, him, like, less than a minute left in the game to see how he could do it.
0: Yeah, and also, you know, you, you also got to look at this, too. You know, talk about Cook and, you know, Luke, the passing of his father. And I, I'm sure you all saw this, but the running back coach
1: oh, yeah. wore
0: <laughs> Cook's jersey on the field to honor him. And it yeah, that was to, very, you know, very classy.
1: That, that was a very classy that, that,
0: that was awesome. But And going back to the whole football game, it's like John said, JT Daniels, all right, a name that everybody was just now hearing about and, you know, didn't play the whole season. I'm sure Kirby was probably kicking himself because, it, it, to me, if JT Daniels were in the ballgame against Alabama, I think it would have been a lot closer of a game.
2: I think Georgia would but, have won.
0: Yeah. I no, mean – let's George, not
2: go crazy.
0: Georgia probably be up there.
4: Well, 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 let's go crazy. Go crazy.
0: <laughs> but, but the thing about it is JT Daniels, I mean – he, 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 the one thing that, that just I didn't get was Ritter when they were, they had the game, okay? All you had to do was run out your play clock, run it down to three seconds. That's yeah. all you have to do. Twice. And the announcer even said it. There was, there was 10 seconds or 12 seconds or something like that left on the clock, on the uh, play clock. Mm-hmm. And another team I remember hearing about made the same mistakes. If you give any quarterback or any offense that it can drive, drive on you, if you give them two minutes, there is something called a two minute drill. They work on that in practice every exactly. day. Exactly. Exactly. To be put mm-hmm. in situations like that. And, and the thing about it, JT Daniels, and I didn't realize how big of an arm this man's got. When he threw the ball and he overshot, uh, uh, I, either he overshot it or he underthrew it. I, I don't know. But he had a guy completely wide open. Mm-hmm. And it, when I saw the ball, I was like, oh, this is touchdown all the way. And then it looked like the receiver lost the ball or something. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I, mean, I don't know credit what happened
1: J.T. Uh, Daniels, of course, as we know, he came from USC. Um, <clears throat> I think if you're Kirby Smart – you're kicking yourself, like you said, Nathan, because JT Daniels from the beginning of the season, of course, we know uh, the guy from um, Wake Forest came in and then he opted out. So that 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 changes your whole season. I understand that. But you put JT Daniels in and you let him play from the beginning of the year, and that guy is a, a real threat. He's got a cannon of an arm. Uh, it's obvious that he can run Georgia's offense pretty well, I think. Um. Yeah, John, do you think that JT Daniels is the future in Georgia? Well, how many more years has
2: he got left, first of all?
1: Well, this is a free year, so it doesn't count. I think he's got two.
2: Okay. He probably, probably is. Just, be- just be- It probably is because he's been, you know, in the college game a lot more longer than other quarterbacks on Georgia's roster. But, you know, talk about JT Daniels. Maybe he was nervous to play with that injury that he had last year year on the first game last year against Fresno State. Yeah. Maybe he wasn't 100% yet, or maybe he was just nervous to go out there and say, hey, I want to take a chance early on in the season, and then go from there. Maybe he wasn't 100%. We don't really know the whole story behind it, to be
1: honest with you. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We don't. Well,
0: well, here, well here's my question, John. Do you think JT Daniel is a better quarterback than Jake Fromm?
2: Oh, Lord. Put me on the spot. But – uh, <laughs> yeah, he did put you on the spot with that
1: hey, one,
0: John. Hang on. Is Jake Fromm on the NFL roster still? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, he's, st- he's still on the roster for the Bills.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's still on the – yeah, he's still on the Bills.
2: You know, at this time, I'm going to go with Jake Fromm. Just because okay. he's been a, just because he's been a leader on that Georgia team a little bit longer. I mean,
4: yeah.
2: plus he's had more, in a, more games in the SEC – and JT Daniels, so I'm gonna give the edge just to Jake Fromm because of the experience.
0: Well, look, and I'll and I'll say this as an Alabama fan: when you face Georgia with Jake Fromm, just like when we faced off and we brought Jalen in, and the time we swapped and brought Tua in, those games. Credit to Jake Fromm, and you know I'm glad he's in the NFL. I hope he gets his chance to do his thing, but. As a college football quarterback, he he was a threat, but he oh yeah, I mean no he, doubt. he he yeah. he was a field general. I mean he knew he controlled the whole offense.
2: No, Jim From so, was better than that quarterback that went to
0: Washington. Oh, uh, you talking about Jacob uh, Jacob Eason? Yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, speaking of Alabama, let's get into their game. Uh, the two semifinal games happened last night. First off, we had Alabama, number one in the country, uh, deservedly so, taking on didn't number four, like Notre Dame. Um, this game. Was... It, John. John, John, I just said something nice about Georgia. I
0: said something nice about Georgia. Don't you start, John. you David. covered,
4: David.
1: Looking at Alabama last night, John, we were texted early on. Uh, did, yeah, it didn't take long to say Alabama in a route. Um I really want to talk about Notre Dame and how well they did, but they didn't. Um, you can't give up the big play to Alabama. They gave up a buttload. You can't you can't give them the ball. You can't turn the ball over against Alabama. They did that as well. Um, looking at Alabama, uh, Matt Jones is daggum dang near perfect. Um, Devontae Smith, uh, really, I saw a whole other side of Devontae Smith last night watching him. Um. Not only is he talented enough to get open, make plays with his feet, make amazing catches, but he also gets other players open at the same time uh, yeah. because of him drawing double teams and things like that. Uh, I think if you look at Devontae Smith, I may have just called him Devontae Jones. I apologize. Devontae Smith um and look at Dante well, uh, Johnson, yeah. What is what is their, <laughs> their running back's name? But my mind's gone blank. Harris, um, Najee Harris, Najee yes, Harris, Najee. I, I could I could remember his first name. Uh, if you look at this, it's just those three, and there's more weapons on this Alabama team, as we all know. Yeah. But I will say this: what told me that game was going to be over with was the first hit. That first hit on that kickoff was an absolute smack. Yes. Yeah. A, absolute, as we called it back in the day, a snot bubble. Because when you get yeah. a hit, snot just shoots out your nose. There's nothing you can do about it. It just happens. <laughs> I, I'm serious. Anybody, well, look, that's look. Played, anybody that's played football has had a snot bubble. I promise you. Well, yeah. But, look, the thing about it,
0: and to, to talk about this game, you know, going into this game, it was talked of Notre Dame. What you forget is there's more people than just Devontae on that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have Najee Harris, you have Metchie, you have Billingsley. We have more threats. So if you want to cover Devontae Smith, we'll find a way to do it and the thing about it is uh going into this game was that that was the whole talk about Devontae but what people a lot of people know about this is Mac Jones was always at was always talked about he's talked about Devontae Smith and Devontae Smith has told him you just throw it up I'll catch it if I don't catch it I'll bat it down you just throw it up there you know so that's how much trust Matt Jones has in Devonte Smith when he throws that ball, dude. And and don't get me wrong, he's a he's one hell of a quarterback. Yeah. And I'm glad he's finally getting a shot this year, and he's proved to everyone that it don't matter if you got to sit the bench and you finally get your shot. You know, and he took his chance, and you know, look at him now. So, but oh, most back definitely. to the whole game, you know. And going back to the game, I mean, Notre Dame came in there with a game plan, stop Devontae Smith. Okay, you messed up there because we got other weapons. I mean, we even got, and I'm going to say this, we have a wide receiver, Mechie, that can also play defense if you wanted to. After that hit he put on that yeah. Florida player. So and, I mean,
1: I'm I'm not trying to sound negative, but how many times did they say last night that? Alabama had when the Alabama that has two starting cornerbacks on their kickoff coverage, like, didn't they say that every kickoff? Yeah.
0: Crazy. I I mean, yeah. Devontae Smith is on punt.
1: Yeah. 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 It's crazy. But when you look at Alabama and we'll talk about Steve Sarkeesian a little more coming up here shortly. Uh, First off, I just want want to take a small break (laughs) real quick and say, thank you for everybody watching on Facebook. Thank you for everybody watching on our YouTube page. Also, thank you for everybody listening on iHeartRadio. We got Nathan Wilson with us tonight, uh, breaking down everything college football uh, with the playoff and everything like that going on. Four Star Sports Show, but Nathan, speaking of Steve Sarkisian, and we'll get a little more into him and his uh, travel plans as it is. um, But I'm really impressed with his travel plans. Yeah, he does. Uh, What what he's done with this offense looking good if you go back and look at last year with Tua yeah. Tagovailoa um and then you 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 look at this year with Mac Jones a different style quarterback Mac Jones is more of a pocket uh has more of a pocket presence more of a pocket passer uh more style yeah. but Steve Sarkeesian is a offensive genius I mean it is it was really I don't think it showed yeah. until this season
0: Well, you got to look back as also when Steve, when Nick Saban, uh, when he ended up catching COVID twice, but <laughs> the the second time he caught it, you know, he wasn't able to be there. So you know that that shows you a lot that Nick Saban gave the opportunity to Steve Sarkeesian to coach the to coach Alabama for him for that one game, and oh, yeah. it showed right there that Steve. Steve can be a head coach, and he—he's a—he's an awesome—he's an amazing offensive coordinator. Uh, I hate to see that you know he's leaving, but I know that Texas couldn't pick a better person. I mean, he's—he's he, he's a great guy. He know—he know—he knows—he knows his college football. He knows the plays he wants to run, and you know, he's done a lot with this offense. You know. We, when Tua was there, we, we threw the ball a lot, and I'm glad about Steve Sarkeesian because Steve kind of brought the running game back when Mac Jones took over under center because Najee Harris was getting the ball more and having these awesome runs like the one against Notre Dame where he literally leaped over <laughs> that uh, cornerback and just kept running. I think he ran about – Uh, 15 more yards or something like that before getting tackled. But Steve Sarkeesian, you know, I wish him the best luck at Texas, uh, you know. And I I think I I told John this uh, earlier when we were talking about it. You know, he was actually supposed to go to an interview for the Auburn head coaching job. And Steve canceled it. So, showing that he canceled it has me kind of thinking that Maxis has been talking to him for a while.
3: But also, yeah, right? also Auburn wasn't appealing to a lot of coaches. Like, like Auburn even approached approached the um, UAB coach, and he said – he told them no. And, then, like, Hugh Freese yeah. said no. And then it's like, so maybe – yes, you're, you're right, Nathan, like Texas may have been talking to him, but maybe Auburn just didn't seem appealing to him because also when you're a, head, when you're a coach like that and, and this is your career and this is what you do, you kind of know – you kind of start understanding what situations you'll be successful in and stuff. And maybe he saw that – it's like the UAB coach. Maybe he's like, I could be more successful here at UAB than ever going to Auburn. And then maybe right. Steve, Steve said the same thing, like, oh – Oh, Texas! I, could, I have a better chance at Texas and the Big Twelve, and maybe I can recruit out of that state. You know, hopefully bring bring um, re- recruits back and and then um, and be more successful. So the point of my what I'm saying is, um, he understood like he understood where he would be more successful, and also Auburn's not that appealing job right now um and mainly and i was talking to my buddy raymond about it too it's mainly because of the fans i'm just going to be honest right now like the the fact that the fans were hitting up hugh freeze like that's that doesn't look good they don't want to mess with that he, he's already getting what's what's a million dollars here and there like he's already getting what four million dollars over at liberty he's like i'm not going to get I'm not, I don't want to make $7 million and be treated like crap. You know what I mean?
0: Well, well I, I can say this, Eric. You know, talking about Hugh Freeze and, you know, Steve Sarkisian leaving. And if by any miracle chance, you know, Hugh Freeze is watching this, we'll take you to Alabama. Come to Alabama.
1: If you mean, Freeze was watching this, I wouldn't know Deck coming because I didn't know he was a fan. <laughs> <laughs> but look, but look, but I want to say this though. Hurry up
0: and
4: get to his house.
0: You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gotta hurry up because I, I, I don't, I don't want Steve to leave this tent. We got, we got a good thing rolling. But if anybody, you know, Alabama, they always talk about it. Alabama assistants, Nick Saban assistants, always leave and go make a name for themselves somewhere else, and all this. And here's my thing, and maybe a lot of Alabama fans will agree with me. I know, I know a lot that I know agree with me on this. Why take our coordinator? Can't y'all just take our defense coordinator? Because we kind of don't really need him right now. <laughs> so, I mean, but going back to the game though, and talking about it, offense looked good. Defense, mm-hmm. we still we still got a lot of holes and little bit of a struggle we got to fix up uh we played good uh it's like Nick Saban used to always say they did all right it was it wasn't to my liking there was you know improvements that needed to be made I mean Malachi Moore didn't play in the game right and uh Christian Harris played in and out a little bit because I think uh I think he was a little bit sore from his injury he had so I think uh, Saban just pulled him to get him ready for the uh, the next, the big game, the natty game against Ohio State. But uh, I just I, – I, our offense, if I have to say, offense looked really good this year. I mean, and I'm, ta- I'm going back when Lane Kiffin was there and all them. Steve Sarkeesian made our offense look really good. He The plays that he comes up with, and the, the plays that he calls and, you know, Nick Saban hasn't called and all this, I mean, you, you see it all over all, when you're watching the games. You see, like, okay, well, they're going to go, go uh, double coverage Devontae Smith. Okay, well, watch this. I'm going to have a play where I'm going to get someone open, you know, Mechie open or Beasley open or, you know, anybody. Heck, I'll dump it off to Najee Harris and have him do it. I <laughs> mean, it doesn't really matter. But yeah, I think that Steve people. Sarkeesian helped. Mac. <laughs> right, and I think I think I think Steve Sarkeesian actually molded Mac Jones a lot this year, and brought the talent that Mac Jones has, and just showed everybody that I mean he's got talent, dude. And there's a reason Alabama has w- recruited him and got him. And there's a reason you know he sat on the bench behind Jalen Hurts, behind Tua Tagovailoa. He was waiting for his opportunity, waiting for his chance, and he got it. This year, he proved it. I mean, and and now, look, he's a Heisman candidate. So, it just goes to show you, I mean, Steve Sarkeesian had a lot to do with it, with, you know, holding him into the quarterback that he is.
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree. And, I mean, I think when you look at Steve Sarkeesian, Steve Sarkeesian is a smart man. Think about it. Would you yep. leave Alabama as their offensive coordinator and go to the dark side, go to Auburn? to have to turn around and face Saban next year. No. Why would you do that? Uh, I mean, uh, now don't get me wrong. The, the, the fight song for Texas starts with the eyes of Texas are upon you. And that is damn true because that whole state is watching that school. They're watching how they recruit. If you think back a couple of years ago during recruitment, uh, I specifically remember Tom Herman flipping off a camera during the recruitment special <laughs> on ESPN. Yeah. Oh, my so, God. Yes. Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, he yeah. yes, he did. Yeah. Me, no, he, he did. Trust me, he did. So, you know, my thing is, if you can't take the pressure, don't get in the kitchen. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I think if you look at Steve Sarkeesian, he's been under Nick Saban for a couple of years now. Plus, he – as we've all alluded to, he's got that head coaching experience from USC. And let's be honest, I think he did a really good job at USC. Um, he got into some off-the-field issues, and which what, I think he's well, – He was also at uh, Washington well, as well. He was also at Washington yeah. too. Yeah, and he did a great yeah. job there as well. Um, I think he's a good hire for Texas. Uh, I think he's a great hire for, for Texas, actually. Um The question is, and I think the same question, I had the same question about the Pittman hire. Who does he bring in as his assistants around him? That's gonna be the key to see how successful Steve Sarkeesian is moving forward. Uh, I think it's smart because I think he can keep some of these same kids that Herman had coming in. I think Steve Sarkeesian can go sit down in those kids' living rooms and keep them at Texas. Everybody talks about the whole Texas way, the Texas lifestyle or whatever. Uh, I think Sark will uh, do a good job there. Um, Speak, But back to the game, I think Alabama um, better get ready because the holes that they have in their defense, watching Ohio State, they're going to exploit those holes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing about the thing about the, the Ohio State game, a few years back, Ohio State beat Alabama under Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. Nick Saban was at the University of Alabama when Ohio State beat us. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you come into this game and you're thinking, okay, Ohio State's going to pull this off or Alabama's going to pull this off or whatever. Here, Here's my – and it's like I told you, Wes, when you asked me about the Notre Dame-Alabama game. I never told you who was going to win. Because as a fan, I don't want to get, I don't want to put that, <laughs> what, what I like to call a jinx on on the team and say, you know, this is what's going to happen. But I will say this about this game, this championship game. It is going to be, and, and I believe this is a quote from the good good old JR it's going to be a slobber knocker. Ah,
1: yes, it's gonna it be, a, gonna be a It's going to be
0: a bunch of, <laughs> it's going to be a fight. It's going to be run It's going to be a, Football game. It's gonna be physical. This is gonna be hitting on both sides.
3: It's gonna be mad. It's
1: gonna going be mode. <laughs> yeah. He's been waiting the whole to show have, to say yeah. that. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: but the thing is, it like, uh, I think the spread right now is seven in favor of Alabama. I think it's what it is right now, and it, it could change in all this. And. But my thing is this, is this game is going to be something that everybody's going to tune in. Everybody's going to watch it. It's in Miami. So this game, it, it, it's going to – I can't wait. I'm excited about it. Just think, just sitting here talking about it, I'm excited about it. But Yeah, to, most definitely. To Also put in this, you, you talked about – but you, Wes, you're talking about Steve Sarkeesian going to Texas, and who would he take along with him? If Steve Sarkeesian – I hate to say this, but if Steve Sarkeesian – W- was as smart as he is, I think. For his defensive coordinator, he's going to take Charlie Strong with him.
1: No, no, I don't think so. Uh, I think, yeah, uh, no. no. Yeah, I think. I think yeah, if he takes. He's Charlie just takes I think if the, I think if he takes Charlie he, Strong, he, the, he the Texas fans will pull a UT fans when when they hired Greg Ciano and they revolted. I'm telling you. Charlie Strong steps back on that on that campus as a as a E-coach. <laughs> it doesn't matter if he's a – it doesn't matter if he's a 3 <laughs> coach. It doesn't matter. They're going to revolt. Oh, yeah. Charlie Strong will not be back on that campus, I promise. I, I, okay, I think okay, Charlie so Strong so is so a good is what, defensive so coordinator, but I don't think he'll come back to Texas.
0: <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing. Then they can do this. We'll give him Pete Golding. We'll let P. Golden, our defensive coordinator, go with him, and we'll take Charlie Strong.
3: <laughs> hey, um I-, I was thinking about this. Um, as an offensive coordinator, what about Gus Malzon? Do you think you could grab him?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, I that, that, uh, that I, that'd be a good choice right there
1: too. I hear that Chad Morris is available. What <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <I'm saying>. no. <laughs> for Texas fans. Just it's
0: saying. "God damn." No. <laughs> hey, to stay I mean, wait, 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 y'all forget about one person. You know, there is one coach that's available, It's Harbaugh.
3: He's still available. He's
0: available right now too. Harbaugh's
3: available. Yeah, Jim Harbaugh.
0: Yeah, no, he's, he's not. He, he's still – Michigan, Michigan's gonna let him go. Michigan again is going to let him go, dude. Wait, Man, I tomorrow? thought you had
1: some breaking news I didn't know about. I'm like, what? When did they fire for him? I
0: figured no, my phone no, lit up with that I'm telling you right now. No, no, Michigan. I, I have that feeling. Michigan is is trying
3: to figure out a way to so, let him go. I was actually reading an article earlier. This is about coaching. Coach um, Urban Meyer. May be the next Jacksonville coach. Did one of y'all say that? Like, before we were talking Yeah, about I did, it, like, maybe. last week. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I said him or Dabo. I think I did.
1: Well, speaking of Ohio State, Clemson. Well, can, can I I say great something about game. the Alabama game? Oh, go ahead, go ahead, uh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. First <laughs> off,
2: I just want to say the TSAA should be ashamed of yourself by having a personal foul rule on a leaping as well in the TSAA. That's a <laughs> – in high school football. I want to say that first of all. Yeah. But uh, but uh I also want to say... like It's uh, a flag also, to jump over somebody? Leapfrog, yeah. Like they... they like on here yesterday, yeah. Can't do it. Because the that. safety... Of the, it's the safety of the defensive player because of the helmet falling off. Oh, honestly. stop
3: it, John. Oh, <laughs> stop it. Yeah, that's really look, look, look. That's yeah, but at
0: least Najee Harris cleared the guy. The guy from Ohio State couldn't even clear.
3: Yeah, him. yeah. So he Najee Harris right cleared him and just kind of put his hand under his leg and I just just him thunder. out of the way just for <laughs> just because he could, you know? He well, yeah, jumped it him like
1: guy. a backyard fence, is what he did. But yeah, he jumped him like a, a backyard it, fence. It is yeah. a intensity.
2: It is a flag in high school football. But, anyways, but,
1: but but this is college football, John. I know, but still, crazy. high school football players do it too. They should never call that of penalty. That is the stupidest rule I've ever heard of <laughs> in my life. But go ahead, John.
2: But, yeah, you know, y'all talk about the defense. I thought the defense, you know, has done pretty well all year long until the SEC championship, especially with all these linebackers that have <laughs> basically been either injured – in the preseason or injured in the regular season, you know? Yeah. The linebackers for Alabama also have been struggling all year on both on, I mean, they've been struggling at times, but I thought their defense has played okay all year long. You yeah, so no, in the way I think, I take nothing you know, away
1: from Alabama's defense. I think they've got a damn good defense. Um, but didn't, did, but, the, the, but they, is, the reason I'm bringing up the, hang on a
2: second. Okay,
4: go
1: ahead. The
2: reason I'm bringing up Nathan, didn't their defense like lose like Joshua McMillan this year in the preseason? Then they lost them, like another linebacker, you know, in this preseason as well.
0: They they lost. All right, so Dylan Moses and Chris. All right, so Christian Harris was one guy that okay. we lost last season due to injury, and he came right. back. And Dylan Moses, he's he's uh, he stayed. Uh, we had a few right, injuries Joshua, coming in, you know, Sorry, bringing
2: Joshua from, from Memphis, from bringing him up as well because he got hurt in the preseason.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. And, and the thing about it is, you know, I'm not I'm not taking anything away from Alabama's defense. We have a defense, all right? It's just we had – I mean, when you face Florida, you have – we had to worry about Kyle uh, – was it Kyle Pitts? And uh, what's the other guy, number one? Is it Tony? Mm-hmm. Tooney? And it's like Saban said, you can't double coverage two guys when they're both on the field at the same time. That opens up too much. And then when you put, like, for instance, in the Notre Dame game, when we, ha- when we put uh, Dylan Moses on a running back, I mean, he's going to get called for the pass interference. We all know that. And he got away with a, <laughs> with one call, and I know that much. And I'm glad they didn't call it. But when you have to put Dylan Moses on a running back and a running back that has speed, I mean, everybody knows this. If you're running back, if you if you're a quarterback and you see that you're running back that, that is on, and they got a linebacker one on one with him, where are you going to go with the, that ball? You're going to go right to your running back because you know that he'll beat that linebacker every time so but you know i think that we did good and look i want to do this right quick props up to, to the center that we had we that uh, avery yeah yeah landon dickerson was out you know and he he's out for the season and everything and avery came in and took over and did great and i was really impressed i was nervous coming in and notre dame even had a a, a second string center too mm-hmm. So, but I, I was really impressed by Avery. He came in, took over the role, did a great job. You know, so I got to give props to him too.
2: That's what I was about to bring up. I was very much impressed with the, the center play and the
0: offensive line play for Alabama. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and another thing to bring up, uh, see, one of our DBs, one of our good, one of our top DBs, <coughs> Malachi Moore. He didn't he didn't get to play because our coach didn't play because of injury, but. Malachi Moore is one hell of a D-back, along with Patrick Sutan, Battle, you know, all them guys. Uh, and, and we got a young squad coming in. We got uh, – I've I seen our recruitment and all the players we recruited, all of our commitments. And I'm going to tell you, Alabama's stacked up, ready to go for another – our offensive line is going to be stacked up again. Um, and also our DBs, you know, they're looking good as well. And I believe we had a couple of people decommit from LSU, I think some receivers, and and decided to come over to Alabama. So that's going to be a big thing for us, considering that Devontae Smith. And I don't know if Jalen is going to leave, if he'll go draft, or if he'll come back. You know, he hasn't said. But I can say this much, don't be shocked if Jalen Waddle ain't, ain't playing in the football game against Ohio State. Mm.
2: Breaking news here first.
1: <laughs> yeah, you heard it here first. Uh, speaking of Ohio State, they had what I think was the most impressive performance to date so far in the playoffs this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, they absolutely, when I, in my opinion, I think they decimated Clemson last night. Uh, like I said mm-hmm. earlier when we talked about it, yep. it's not necessarily that they won, but it's how they won. Uh, I don't have the spe- the specific stats in front of me, but when you look at Justin Fields, uh, he was a man possessed last night playing quarterback for Ohio State. He made every throw. He made he he ran for the extra yard when he had to. Uh, I love that little running back they've got. What's his name? Trey Sermon, um, a kid out of Oklahoma, transferred over from
0: Oklahoma. Yeah, Trey Sermon. Yeah.
1: Yeah, kid is a stud, man. Um, I'm telling you, I woke up yesterday morning with a gut feeling that Ohio State would pull off the shocker against Clemson. I called it yesterday; it happened. I still feel like Ohio State can beat Alabama on Monday, the 11th. I just feel it. Yeah. Well, I
2: want to well, give I, yeah. I'm going to give my two cents of it. I just think also, like I talked about yesterday with everybody, you know, I'm just. Like, we, I was kind of – like, I was concerned going into that game after they said Clemson's offensive coordinator wasn't coaching that game due to COVID, you know. Oh, yeah. Like, we talked about all season long, you know, COVID yeah. this, COVID that. Mm-hmm. But Trevor Lawrence kind of looked like he was lost a little bit on the offense at times, you know, with the play yeah. calls. But, um, like y'all said, I'll give credit tons of credit to Ohio State and Coach Day. They came out and popped Clemson in the mouth. Um, yeah. And, and I'm very much still impressed with the offensive line in Ohio State the last two ball games 300 plus rushing yards against the Northwestern defense and then yesterday given you know Clemson I know they lost their top linebacker due to do that targeting call but credit Ohio State's offensive line by by giving Justin Fields pretty much all day to throw the football as well Mm-hmm. because looking at some of the stats, Justin Fields from 10 to 15 yards plat, or even longer, throwing the ball downfield, it was dropping him on a dime as well. You talk about yes, he was. Jones quarterback yep. from Alabama, but Justin Fields showed if he's not coming out this year, he'll definitely be in the top two next year in the NFL draft. But I think Justin Fields, the way he became a man in that game as well is mm-hmm. – getting hit on that targeting call and being against that linebacker. Justin Fields just became a leader and impressed me. Like I told y'all this, what, last week or two weeks ago that I thought Zach Wilson, the BYU quarterback, was probably going to be the second quarterback taken. Mm -hmm. No, I think if Justin Fields does come out this year, Justin Fields will definitely be the the number two quarterback taken now, and he showed it against Clemson yesterday on that football field.
3: Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Can I can I go? Or... Yeah. So um, go ahead. so so this game like was incredible. So I felt like Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence were similar, and and I'll say this like not this game, but like as quarterbacks. So Ohio State and Clemson played against each other last year too, right? And mm-hmm. semifinal. Right. Remember when Trevor Lawrence got hit in the head and all of a sudden he just went lights out, just yeah. ran that sixty yards, and all of a sudden <laughs> Justin Fields gets shot in the ribs and I'm like, oh he's out for the rest of the day and then all of a sudden done
2: for
3: the game. <laughs> lights out, like boom, done. Yeah. But um I mean I mean I, I just I just I just knew I knew after that game last year Justin Fields <laughs> wasn't gonna allow it again. Now, I was overshadowed by, like, 2020. 2020 overshadowed me when I, when I was thinking about this. You know, it's like, oh, they only played six games. They're not ready for this, this, that, and the other. You know, we all played that game. But um, um, Justin Fields was, was a big boy and showed up. But here's also another statistic that I wish I knew before this game. Clemson has never won a bowl game in the state of Louisiana. Mm -hmm. They're 0-5. In 1959, they lost to LSU in the Sugar Bowl. In 1985, they lost to Minnesota in the Independence Bowl. In 2018, they lost to Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. In 2020, they lost to LSU in the National Championship. In 2021, they lost to Sugar Bowl to Ohio State.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, that's a very
3: interesting Again, fact,
2: which Crystal
3: I didn't know that either. Santa,
2: All
1: right, Lee Corso over there. What's us go. I know, right? Pulling yeah. out some great <laughs> statistics. Now, I will say this. We are going over the, uh, the, the game, but I do not want to break down the national championship game yet. I want to yeah. save that for next weekend and really just dive into it as a game, soul game, uh, yeah. we definitely want to get Nathan back on as well next weekend to break that down. We'll get posted on
2: for Alabama fan.
1: but <laughs> as well, <laughs> I do want to talk about the Heisman Trophy coming up Tuesday night. Oh, God. Um, I think that
2: is Tuesday you,
1: Wait, What? Hi, West. West. Wes, Wes, can I say
0: something real quick? I just want to say something real fast. Yeah, go ahead. go since, ahead. Since John's, John's over there making, making some comments about Bama and everything, I just want to say this. As a Georgia fan, how bad are y'all kicking yourself to see Justin Fields and how he's doing?
2: To be honest with you, I really thought he wouldn't be – I mean, I think he's been a better fit under yeah. Coach Day's offense rather than Kirby Smart's offense.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. Completely. I that think makes sense. Great, I think he would
0: have been I, mean, I think Kirby Smart w- would have done great. I mean, have. I thought it would have been great too, but the thing is oh. –
2: I don't want to reg- I don't want to talk about his past to Georgia that much because of what happened regarding the Georgia baseball team back, in, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But that ruined Justin Fields completely.
4: Off.
2: so when that thing came out regarding the Georgia baseball team, you know, regarding doing this and that, because I think Justin Fields was going to be a two-sport athlete at Georgia by playing yeah.
0: baseball and football. Well, James James
1: Winston was a two was a two sport athlete too at Florida State. Yeah, he played baseball at Florida State, then also played football as well.
2: But I guarantee Um, you, I think if Justin, if the Georgia baseball team did not pretty much have that issue regarding whatever happened, you know, back in the day, but I think Justin Fields would have basically probably stayed at Georgia under Kirby Smart, and I think Kirby Smart would have basically gave him a chance and you know and whatnot as well. But I think Coach Day's offense was a better fit overall than Coach.
0: Um, now, now, now I do want to say this too, and this is uh we you know we were about to talk about the Heisman, and I don't know if anybody called it uh, Mac Jones during the uh, the post game press conference that he had. They were trying to get Mac Jones to say something about you know they they made a comment or they were asking him questions about you know his performance and everything and they were like do you have your speech already written out for your Heisman candidacy and I like how Mac Jones handled it he first off he took a line out of Nick Saban he said man that's rat poison this was a team (laughs) effort we we did this as a team and and, you know that that just shows you the kind of player he he is you know he, he he's not as good I mean and let, you know, it, it's, his, it's his offense, it's his wide receivers, it's his linemen. You know, he gives credit to all them guys because, it, I mean, let be honest, if he didn't have that line blocking for him, if he doesn't have the receivers, you know, you, you, you're nothing without your team. So, you mm-hmm. know, credit to him for not falling into that little rat poison question and answering it and but, giving but also, uh, props up to his team.
3: Also, if Devontae Smith wins. Went- I think Mac Jones should be runner-up, period, because he's yeah. throwing the ball to Devonte Smith. Absolutely, you know? it's, yeah. like, it's like
1: you Devontae literally just Smith, stole what I was getting ready to say about not the Heisman, win right any there. Heisman. Without Mac Jones, yep, same here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you literally stole by what I was going to say for uh, for the Heisman. Uh, Devonte Smith, I think, is more than a, more than a, than deserving, uh, and I completely agree. If you are the Heisman. Uh, uh, whatever, how, ranking committee, whatever, whatever you vote, whatever it is. got to put Matt Jones number two. Um, and I think after Matt Jones, I think you've got to look really hard at putting Najee Harris at number three. Um exactly. I don't know that they will, yeah. but – Is he even a finalist, he... though? No, they didn't even – all right, so –
0: Oh, is yeah, he a okay. no, no, I don't think he's a finalist. I think the finalists are Kyle Trask. Trevor Lawrence, Devontae Smith, yeah, Matt Jones. Top, top if he is a finalist, he's number five.
1: Well then Italy, I think Devontae Smith, I think Matt crap. Jones, Lawrence, uh Trent. Yeah,
4: yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But no, I think I we can
0: all agree. I think everybody's gonna agree with this. The Hosman winner that everybody's picking is Devontae. I mean he's oh, earned yeah. it. I mean, yeah, I
1: think I think Devontae Smith is the Hosman trophy winner. Uh, I'm glad to see a non quarterback, non running back uh, position win that award. Um, I honestly was getting tired of seeing quarterbacks winning it every year. Not that they weren't deserving, not taking anything away from them, but uh, I mean, they have a quarterback award. I believe it's the Davy O'Brien Award. Davy O'Brien, yeah. Well, here, here's my question
0: Who was the last wide receiver to ever win it?
1: I'll look it up. Desmond uh, Howard in uh, 91. Desmond Howard. Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, okay. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fitzgerald didn't win it. He was just on the team. I'll be sarcastic. Okay. Yes. <laughs>
2: I'll be mean sarcastic.
1: But um, yeah, I mean, when you look at this bowl season, Glass, guys. That's why it's, Heisman it's, it's Desmond Howard. I know who it is. You don't know have to Google it. Um, yeah. Tim Brown. Huh. But, um, yeah, he played for Notre Dame. Um, but when you look at this bowl season, it's been absolutely amazing. It's been a lot of fun to cover. Uh, it's been a lot of fun to watch these bowl games. There was a lot canceled, uh, and I and I absolutely hated that. There was some games. Well, and can, some I, can I say something
2: about uh, – sure. uh, did, y'all, did, y'all did y'all know that Kirby Smart's vote would be for Mr. Harris – or not Mr. Harris, but Mr. Smith as well? Did y'all hear no, about that? Yeah.
1: I did not know that. Yeah.
2: Because Kirby – I forgot he actually committed to Georgia, Mm -hmm. and then he ended up decommitting and going to Alabama.
1: Really? Did not know that. Um, But, yeah, when you look at this bowl season, uh, it's been very wild. Like I said, there's a lot of games canceled. Uh, You had a team like Army who wasn't even going to play in a bowl, and all of a sudden they're playing against West Virginia. And it was a great bowl game, Michael Posey. Um, But, uh, you know – (laughs) <laughs> when you look at this bowl game, you look at this semifinals that happened last night, as we look forward to the national championship on the 11th. Uh, I guess what I have to say is thank you 2020 for being crazy as hell. Um, absolutely crazy. We didn't know what was happening hour by hour, some some days, uh, but I want to say a special thank you to all the coaches, all the players around the country uh, for sacrificing for us as fans and giving us a chance to escape reality and to watch a sport that we love to watch, that that we're just rabid fans of. Um, But thank you from us as sports fans to the coaches, to the players uh, for giving us a chance to watch this year. Can I say something (laughs) about Tom
2: Herman real quick? Or unless I missed something regarding Tom Herman. Go ahead. Or did you already talk about it?
1: We already talked about it. it. Talk about it.
2: Yeah, we haven't talked about it yet, have we?
1: We have, but go ahead. Okay,
2: okay, I'm gonna step away for a second, but uh, uh, so I, I want to give, like, you know, Tom, like we talked about, West on the way or on my way home or whatever it is tonight, but Tom Herman, you know, basically to me, did not deserve to be fired today at all. I think, well, you said it because you know you didn't you thought he would be fired, you know, in the middle of the year or toward the end of the year, but me personally, I don't like like firing a guy than hiring a guy on the same day, for example. I think, you know, if Texas president, at led director, whoever, i have already made they probably did make up their mind, you know, like two weeks ago and probably interviewed Sark behind closed doors for all we know. Yeah. But uh you give Tom Herman a contract extension, you know, last year, for example, and that was a fifteen million dollar buyout. And now you gotta pay 39 million combined, like you said, Wes in the text message to me, between his two assistant or and his assistant coaches as well. Mm-hmm. So 24 million for his assistant coaches, now 15 million for Tom Herman as well. And then he had a winning record at Texas. What is Texas wanna win? Nine games every year when they gotta play yes. like Oklahoma.
4: Yeah. And they you do know, Oklahoma
2: State. I don't know, know, but thing is. You're still going to be – to me, Texas is still a top 14 in the Big 12 regardless. You're still in there with Oklahoma year in, year out. You played four overtimes with Oklahoma this year. I know this is not the same Oklahoma that went like 11-0 or 11-1, but you went four overtimes with the Cotton Bowl winner. You lost to TCU, which is kind of like a bad loss in a way, but you never know with the TCU-Texas games with Gary Patterson wow. at the head coach. And then you lose to uh, Iowa State, who, which we really didn't bring that game up against Oregon unless y'all did. But Iowa State with Matt Campbell, as long as Matt Campbell is going to be a head coach at Iowa State, Iowa State's going to be in the mix in the top four, top five as well every year and competing for the Big 12 championship year in, year out. And then, you know, to me, Tom Herman did a great job at Texas. What he did, 37 and 29 in four years or whatever it was. And I then think he was like 30,
1: 18 over four seasons. I, and, yeah. I mean, and I mean, I mean, like you said,
2: though, 4 0 oh, hey, oh in bowl yeah. season, like you told me. Yeah. You won the Alamo Bowl twice. You beat Georgia Check in the, the bowl. Sugar Bowl when Sam Ellinger said, oh, we're back or whatever. Yeah. But you go 4 0 oh in a bowl season, for crying out loud. I guess Texas fans, I don't know. I had to ask my cousins. And, or my cousin, AJ, he's a diehard Texas fan. I got to figure out what's for Me, personally, I'm not bashing to hire a Sark, but you fired a guy and then hire a guy the same day. That's just bad blood between Texas now and Tom Herman. Tom yeah. Herman does not deserve to be fired at all today, in my opinion.
1: Right. I and, think and you should
2: have, especially with it being a COVID year, I think you should have waited until next season. Yeah, to I don't think they should have
3: fired anyone this year. Like, any no. of them, even Vanderbilt's coach, like, any of them. Because uh, this, this year was just a weird year. Like, heck, it's if, if if like it doesn't even count for your seniors. Why should it count for you as a coach? You know, it's like I just don't get it. Well, hey, hey, hey.
2: Now, the quick, real question, now the real question is Sam Ellinger declared for the NFL draft yesterday right after mm-hmm. that game got over. Is he going to come back now with, under Sark and say, hey, okay, no. and see what happens? Or did he just have that good relationship with Tom Herman and say, okay, I'm going pro now? Uh,
0: no, I, th- I think he's just – I think he's just decided he's going to go pro. But my, my thing is, and to also say this, you know, I, I talked to John earlier today about this, the Tom Her- the Herman firing, you know, hiring art. And this is why I told him, I, I think the reason that they did it, and I think it's wrong that they did it this way, but this the reason that they got rid of, of Herman is because – they're tired of Oklahoma being on top of the Big Twelve. They want somebody that they feel can have some chance to beat them, and they just didn't feel like Tom was that Herman was the way. And then that's wrong, because of how the like y'all said how this season, this COVID twenty twenty season's been, you know. But you look at it this way, Gus Malzahn, that man, he he made a comment. He walked out twenty one million. And he said, I'm eating at the Waffle House and laughing my butt off at Y'all can't hire a coach to replace me. And,
4: you that know, kind of but I'm,
0: yeah, and I'm sitting here with 21 million, you know? Yeah. So, you Thank know, you. appreciate that. But, but going back to it, and also I want to mention this. Uh, y'all talked about Campbell, Iowa State head coach. There's talk. I was watching the Oregon Iowa State game. There is talk that the NFL is looking at him as well.
4: Mm
1: hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'll most see definitely. And soon mean, here's the thing. I think that the Texas faithful and their fan base was just tired of mediocrity. And that's what Tom Herman was at Texas. When we really boil it down and really look at it at its core, he was mediocre at Texas. You gave Charlie well, Strong, what, five years
0: Five or six, wasn't it? Five or six. Yeah. I mean,
1: you give Tom Herman four. He's thirty-eight and eighteen. He wins four consecutive bowl games. Um, Vince Young ain't walking back through that front door. Mac, 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 the North Carolina coach, uh, Mac Brown is not walking back through that through that door. I know they hate that. I know they hate hearing that. But I think if you bring a guy in like Steve Sarkeesian. And I think Texas is very similar to Auburn. I think y- you don't make a move like this unless you know who you're going to hire. Now, with Auburn, I don't think they really knew, knew, but I think with Texas, I think they knew. I think they knew, well, look, let's go ahead and make this move and go get Starkeys. Go ahead.
0: I, I, I think this, and, I, and I'm going to go back to what I said before. There is a reason. I think – and I think another reason that Steve Sarkeesian turned down the Auburn job was because Texas was already offering him up. I think Texas already was working out a, a something for him because, I mean, the man didn't even try to go hear what they had to say. He said, no, nah, I'm good. He canceled the whole interview, everything. And uh, real quick, though, I just want to bring this up. Who's winning the North Carolina-Texas A&M game right now? Because I, I – A&M, A&M's A&M. up 17-13. So I mean, there, there's right there another good game going on right now. So well, I, I thought but, North
2: Carolina would get killed the way there was all those players optioned out too.
0: Well,
4: <laughs>
0: I mean, look look at Florida. They had uh, yeah. I think Florida had six players opt out, yeah. and that that's another thing that killed a lot of these teams because the you know you can just opt out and all this. But here, here's what I just want to say about the whole opting out. I don't really like it that much. I I don't like that they can just opt out and leave their team hanging like that. You know? Look at Georgia, for example, in the first half.
1: If you're doing it for a personal, like, family-related reason, uh, something like that, I get it. Uh, If you're you're just a hot shot and you're pissed off because you're not going to be the number one starter and you leave, no, I don't get it. But what's the difference in a player doing it and a coach doing it? Because Remember in today's day and age, a player is not going to play for a university. And I know that's hard to hear, but in today's day and age, they're not going to Alabama to play at Alabama. They're going to play for Nick Saban. They're not going yeah. to uh, play at Ohio state. They're going to play for Ryan day or urban Meyer or whoever it may be. Um, but with that being said, uh, you know it, it, it's yeah the the opt out thing is very tough. It's very difficult to deal with. Um, but, but another but, thing,
0: I mean, and, and who and who's to say? And who's to say? Like I know you're trying to get your draft stock up. You want yeah. you want to be looked at. You you know you want your draft stock up. Who what's not to say? Look at Justin Fields for example. Not that great of a game in, in the get in the game against Northwestern. Comes into the to the the playoff game. Six touchdowns, one interception. I mean, who, who's to say, like Kyle Pitts, if Kyle Pitts and all those guys that right off for the Florida yeah. Uh, team, yeah, they would have been that, that. Oklahoma game, I, and I'm going to say this: that Oklahoma game wouldn't have been the way it would have looked at if those players didn't opt out. Oh yeah,
1: that's going to fair. I agree, John. It's been
2: another good week. Yeah, man, do our NFL pick for tomorrow. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, I
1: got
0: an NFL pick. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think the Cowboys are not going to win. Hang hey,
0: on that? a
2: second. Get, I, get, I have Eric read off the games to us. Come on, Eric. All right. Go ahead, Aaron. All right. Because, this, hey, this is serious playoff talk. It for is. A lot of teams that might not it be is, It is.
4: It, it is. is. I
0: Come up. Go Titans, baby. Go Titans.
3: So, we'll start off with Dolphins versus Bills. Dolphins.
2: Oh, shit. <laughs> Wow, Wes, you go to the Dolphins without Fitzpatrick, huh?
3: Ravens oh. and Angles. Hang,
2: hang on a second. Oh, okay. We're so, we'll I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. But, uh, like, uh, just, you know, with, you know, Dolphins over the Bills without good old Fitzpatrick, beard that quarterback because of COVID. But, yeah, I'm going go with the Bills because I, I like Josh Allen. He's the most improved player this year altogether.
0: Mm. okay. Okay. Well, I, I'm gonna go West. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna pick upset. I'm gonna go Dolphins on this one.
3: Okay.
0: you got Aaron.
3: Um, I got Dolphins. I got Dolphins on this one. I'm going right Buffalo.
2: Pitch. Defense, baby.
3: <laughs> okay. Um, next. Um, Ravens. Bengals. I got Ravens.
2: Ravens. 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 <laughs>
3: Ravens.
4: <laughs> Ravens.
2: That's
3: a Raven. <laughs> Steelers Browns. <laughs> what is it? Steelers,
1: Steelers Browns.
3: Browns.
4: Uh,
1: you know what? Man. That's gonna be a good one.
0: Wait a minute. You know what? Give me the Browns in this one. Give me the Browns. Yeah, that's
1: what I was about to say okay. too. Give me, give me, give me the Browns in that one. You know,
0: yeah, I'm on the Browns. I feel like you know the
2: Steelers are uh, Ben Roethlisberger has nothing to lose. They already made the playoffs. They've already struggled the last three ball games running the football.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. but
2: the thing is, you know. My, you know, the Browns really need to win this to make the playoffs now because that's losing to the daggum Jets last week for crying out loud. (laughs) I lost me some money, but uh,
4: (laughs) (laughs) why you don't
1: bet on the the Jets, John? Hey,
2: the Browns are just a better team altogether than the freaking Jets. That wasn't last, but uh, I definitely like (laughs) you know, Mason Rudolph is starting at quarterback for the Steelers. But I definitely, like y'all said, the Browns, the running game, and Baker Mayfield and good good old Miles Garrett on defense. Let's go here. Let's go Browns. Browns I think
1: the the Browns have one of the most – I'm sorry. They have one of the best duos at running back at anybody in the National Football League.
3: Oh,
4: yeah. I'm
2: excited to see see this Miles Garrett versus Mason Rudolph round (laughs) two. I
0: forgot
4: about I that. I forgot about wait, that. Talk right. about that. I about that. Uh, Ru- Rudolph got on. Rudolph
0: got on there and said he has not heard from Miles Garrett and that they need to talk it out because he because uh, Miles Garrett hasn't said that to him. I told somebody in, in Dallas the, uh, just the other day. I said, look, the only reason he ain't spoke yet is because he's got something for Oh Rudolph and this. Guy. Yeah, he ain't okay. gotta to talk to him on the phone. Though. Just, just, just give each just give conversation a on the
1: field. Exactly. Go ahead, and <laughs> All right, so uh, Vikings-Lions. Give me the Lions.
4: Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> you know what? No, no, no. Give me the Vikings. Give me the Vikings on this. Give me the Vikings on this.
2: Wes, I don't know what's worse than your like, UTEP you pick now. you picked early in the season. <laughs> or this one. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, hey, if you point wins this, Praise Matthew Stafford and let him so be the mayor So, Cousins is of Detroit. my
3: backup, or I think it's, I'm going to start him on my fantasy football. So, I got I got the Minnesota Vikings on this game.
2: All right. In memory of Devin Delvin Cook's dad, I'm going to
3: the Vikings. Yeah. All right. Then Jets, Patriots. Jets. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's actually a good get, like – <laughs> what's the spread? What, what's the spread on this game? It doesn't matter. The Cajuns are terrible.
1: It's is is a three point favorite. Exactly. They're a three point, a three point Give favorite. Give me the Jets all day. Give me the Jets.
0: Wes, Wes, do you have an inside on this Nets on this <laughs> team that we've <laughs> seen? In
1: My inside scoop is that New England is terrible with Cam Newton at quarterback. Give me the Jets. <laughs> J T S (laughs) Jets Jets Jets. You know what?
0: Wait wait a minute, Wes. Are you are you are you trying to tell us that we need to place our
1: money on Jets (laughs) right now? (laughs) Hey, if y'all put money on it it, it, it and it hits, great. If it don't hit, sorry. You know, hey, Wes, you
2: do have an interesting point because. Like you said, Cam Newton's offense has been a lot slowly. Yeah, it's
1: terrible.
2: It's terrible. But the thing but the thing is, you know, the Jets are gonna play for their head coach who's getting fired tomorrow after the game now.
1: What do the Jets have to they lose? Have oh, that's right. Nothing. <laughs> the number one oh, They already gave up the number one pick. They already gave it up. What's it matter?
0: <laughs> I tell you what, I tell you what. Wes has convinced me. I'm going with Jets. He knows something. I'm going with the Jets on the Same game. here because I'm like, hey. Same hey,
3: all this on this show,
2: I'm going with the Jets because, like you all said, because Cam Newton's offense has been horrible lately. But the thing is, I'm very much impressed with Jets' defense against Cleveland last week, and then Arthur Millette is going to come up big. Against Cam Newton and get two interceptions.
1: See, see, hold on, wait, wait, no, Look, y'all were just talking crap about my pick, and now y'all are all <laughs> over it like it's the best thing ever. Okay, you man. Know, you know, so,
3: so um, on fantasy football, like, you know what, I picked the Jets as my defense this week because because like they're twenty eight percent boom. Like, I mean, I mean, they're doing way better than both Green Bay and Chicago's. Defenses right now, so I had to throw the New York Jets defense
1: on my lineup. You know, oh, yeah, like, that, but, Let's but, go. Oh, so I feel it's like that's a genuinely match-ups. like. I mean, th- that's not a bad matchup for that Jets defense. Cam Newton and that yeah. offense is yeah. just inept. It's terrible. That's a great matchup Arthur, for the I'm Jets than, defense. Like you said, Arthur, Arthur Moulet Moulet and, and boys are gonna do right their thing us, tomorrow. I'm telling
3: connection. Tell him. Go ahead and see. Okay. Okay so next up we have
1: Cowboys and Giants and the Cowboys Ooh. are a uh, 1.5 one point favorite Just wake me up when it's over um <laughs> give me uh Godly do I have to pick uh, uh give me the Cowboys on this one Give me the 50 yard line to win the game um Give me the Cowboys. Uh, I'm going Jets. I just flipped the coin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Jets. Give me the Cowboys.
2: Oh, my gosh. Wes, I'm going, with J- the, J- I'm going with the – I'm going with – They Nathan does have an interesting point. I'm going with the Giants just because, one, Jason Garrett's going to take revenge and basically beat the Cowboys and get the Cowboys out of playoffs.
3: Yeah.
2: Although, Tony Pollard better have a good game. That's all
1: I got to say.
3: All right, so next up, we got uh, Falcons and Buccaneers. I got Buccaneers, hands down.
1: Buccaneers (laughs) all day. Falcons
3: suck. Yep. You know, talking about the Falcons real quick, you know, they
2: did get, you know, I'm glad the Falcons didn't work out with Sark after all, speaking of that as well. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. he deserves way better than being with the Falcons organization. But, uh, yeah, Tampa Bay all day. Tom Brady and good old Antonio Brown and good old Gronk is going to get it done.
1: Nathan's over here. Yeah, let, me, ho- let me just say this. Let Nathan me, is not yeah, only dropping a trailer, quick. hooking up to a trailer, but he's also picking games. I love it. Go ahead, Nathan.
0: Look, I'm just going to say this. And No, I, I'm done. I'm done for today. I'm going home <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and all that. I, I, I've done my work week. It's time for me to enjoy some days off. Uh, but, look, my thing is this. Falcons lost me money in the Patriot-Falcon game. The Super Bowl, okay. I thought you were talking about this year. Oh man, that was horrible. <laughs> and I'm going to say this: they cannot keep a lead and hold it against Tom Brady. For some reason, <laughs> they just can't do it. So give me the bucks on this. I, I I don't even have no faith in the Falcons anymore. Yep, yep, yep,
2: yep. yep. Did you give him a? Did you right, give, hang you
0: going to Did you give Sarks thank you card or to his house yet? Hi. <laughs> hey, you know what? Yeah. I, I'm going to, to Liberty. I'm going to get Hugh Freeze right quick. <laughs> uh, we're going to bring Hugh Freeze
3: back to the SEC. All right, y'all. You Peckers might
1: get my order to go help him. Packers Bears. Hey, what, what? <laughs> Packers Bears. Packers Bears. Oh. Uh, Green Bay is a four-point favorite. Green Bay. Green Bay. I think Aaron Rodgers where, is where too are they tough. At? They're playing in Chicago. It's in Chicago, yeah. Uh, give me, uh, give me, give me Green Bay. Give me Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I think that uh, offense is just too potent. Uh, with their, I mean, mm-hmm. Devontae Adams is just an absolute man among boys. Uh, yeah, give me Green Bay. I think they'll win that game by thirteen points. Yeah, I'm. i got Green Bay too.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I'm just gonna say this after that horrible Titan game against the Packers in the snow. Oh, Lord. I hate to say it. I'll, I'll go Packers. You no, know, I'm put going me down for the Packers.
2: I'm going to go with Chicago. I think Chicago offense has basically been on all cylinders lately. In a way, I think Anthony Miller might have a breakout game. And I also think Mitch Trubisky finally has got a lot decent, a lot better as well as of late. So I'm going to go with the Jason Smith and then some more teams, Chicago Bears teams, no. and uh, hopefully maybe. Some I can make the playoffs now because Anthony miller alright
3: you All right y'all. Next up Raiders, Broncos. Broncos.
2: Oh. Upset.
0: Jake John Green's got
3: no Raiders playoff.
0: on this one. Uh, give me g- Raiders.
1: Uh, Broncos, give me the bra Bron- give me the Raiders.
0: Yeah, you got Henry Ruggs, Josh Jacobs. I mean, just give give me the Raiders. That that's yeah. without a doubt. I'm going to yeah, Denver
2: dude. just because y'all are different, but okay.
0: <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, did you choose the Jets too with us, John, or are you, or are you
2: not going to <laughs> yeah, go with did. the team No, with I did going go the Jets.
1: No, I think we all chose the Jets. Yeah, we all did. Yeah, okay. I think the
2: Jets because my boys are from Memphis. That's what I did. So, I
3: talked so, y'all into it. you welcome. For the,
1: the Jets got some love now. <laughs> yeah, they got four guys that are going to pick them. That's it. <laughs> Plus, they can play the only reason why the they
3: have some love now um, is because they have one more win over Jaguars. So, our next game is Jaguars Colts. Yeah. Who do you
2: have? Jags, first, oh. first off, I want to say Philip Rivers is gonna be in the Hall of Fame one day. Now, mm-hmm. the Colts will definitely win this game. Yeah,
1: Jags,
0: yeah, give me, give me, uh, wait a minute, who you know what? Yeah, no, Jaguars. no, no, no. i I'm I'm gonna go, go I'm gonna go with West because I need the Colts to lose because <laughs> they're still tied up with the
1: Titans. I need to. The- yep. You go the Jags. Yep. Give me the Jags. I need the Colts to lose. Give me go the Titans. Jags. Give me the Jags. Give me the Jags because look <laughs> because because here
0: here's something else. Trevor Lawrence right now now is hoping that the New York Jets don't. You're get the
3: spread is 14 points right now.
0: I'm <laughs> going with the Jags. Give me upset. <laughs>
3: No. <laughs> all right, Chargers. Chargers. Chiefs. Who's fa- Chiefs. I am sorry, right, Patrick.
2: Wow, are you going with the Chiefs without Patrick Mahomes?
3: Yep, Chiefs.
0: No, I get. I want the Chargers. Yeah, and Justin Herbert. Give me, give me the Chargers, dude. Justin Herbert's really, yeah, really yeah, I like himself.
2: as well. The only thing about the Chargers, you know, I'm surprised that coach still has a job after losing all these closer games.
1: Yeah, he we has. We can't hold the a games lead this year.
2: All right, Cardinals-Rams. Oh, that's the game that could be on the playoff line as well.
4: Mm. Give
2: me uh, the Cardinals. Give me the Cardinals. Yeah, you know, yeah I got I, Cardinals. I'm going to go with the Cardinals because Jared Goff not playing and the Rams offensive line – or not offensive line, but running backs. I love Henderson from the Memphis days, like, you know, as a Memphis fan. But their running game has basically been awful lately.
1: Yeah, no, it has. And I
2: think, you know – Ours, I mean, the, they still game time this season regarding Murray as well at quarterback. So, I'm going to go with Kingsbury and make the, had them make the playoffs with this win. Plus, Larry Fitzgerald came back for another wow. year. <clears throat> All right, Seahawks, 49ers. Seahawks, easy, time.
1: Seahawks. I down. got
2: Seahawks. You talk yeah. about the Seahawks real quick. I'm sure Nathan got the Seahawks as well. Right? Yep. But, uh. You know Russell Wilson has not looked impressive at all lately, as well. But thing is, DK Metcalf has looked like a stud lately, as well.
1: Dude, that guy's an animal, man. He is a he is he is a special, special wide receiver.
2: No, as no, as but, Lane Kiffin wore his jersey today on the sideline, he did the game. He did. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. He did. Look, here's my thing. You know what? Probably down for the 49ers. Jerry Rice going to come out of retirement. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you better bring Joe Montana and Steve <laughs> young That's Steve all Jones I got to say. Oh
0: and and T. O. is coming back, too. Yo. Yeah.
3: It's your popcorn ready. yeah Are you
0: All
3: are y'all. All right, y'all. Saints, Panthers. I have the Saints. Saints on this one.
2: Saints, yeah. Saints, Saints. all day long.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah, Saints.
3: Although Matt, hey, Matt Rule,
2: hey, although Carolina got to give Matt Rule some credit. I think he did pretty well this year as a first-year coach at Carolina. Mm-hmm. All right.
3: Titans, Texans. I got Titans. Titans better win.
2: Titans all day. Titans yeah, Derek Henry's
3: my running back, so I need him to do – well.
0: Tomorrow. Yeah. Football season it should be already over. Wait, Titans all day. Derek Kennedy makes another stiff arm on somebody and it makes yes. it all yes. real. Most definitely.
3: I love it. I love it. Right. For real,
0: I'm going to Times real quick, but what do y'all think about JJ Watt's good old post
2: game conference? Last week. Loved
1: it. Love it. Loved, loved it. Loved it. Loved every it's damn awesome. second of it. I loved it. Uh, I'm glad to see no. JJ Watt step up. I really am. I'm glad. I loved it. I
2: want to see him as a Titan.
1: Love
4: to see that.
3: All right. Yes. All right, y'all. So Sunday night football, the last Sunday night football of the season of twenty twenty. Oh, who is Underwood. We have my birds. We have my birds playing Washington. Who do y'all got?
2: Who?
1: Washington's playing who? Um, my birds, the Eagles. Um, man, playing oh, playing sorry, Washington. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, my bad. Uh yeah. Give me uh Eagles fly. Give me uh, (laughs) John singing and shit. Give me uh give me Washington.
2: You know I hate to say this to you, Aaron, but I'm definitely going Washington as well because Alex Smith at quarterback hopefully will play the game, and Dwayne Mm -hmm. Haskins is an idiot for getting whatever he he is. Yeah, he is. But uh. Yeah, I'm with Washington and Antonio Gibson. Although Jake Elliott does kick, like, five field goals, mm-hmm. you know, for the Eagles.
3: But that's funny, Wes. That's funny because it, for Dallas to have any chance of going to the playoffs, Philadelphia has to beat Washington. Mm-hmm. So, I got the Eagles on this one. You, John. I'm surprised you guys don't have the Eagles. No, we
0: can't say the Cowboys. Okay. So we don't want them. Yeah, the I don't play. like okay. the Cowboys. Okay. I All right, Cowboys. all right. Now, now, here's my pick, because I'm upset with the Eagles because they 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 benched my boy Carson Wentz. <laughs> Wait,
1: when did he become your now, boy? You ain't upset with that. Jalen Hurts is starting quarterback. You can care less. I know. You can't I know. Nobody. I, I
0: look. I was trying. I was trying to give Carson Wentz some sympathy after he got booed in the stadium and by his own fan base, even He's though been it wasn't for the capacity. last four years. I know. But what I'm saying, though, is that Carson Wentz can't support anybody no more. And and I'm going to say this, and I ho- hope the Titans don't pick him up because I, I do not want him at Tennessee. No, not at
2: all.
0: But give me Washington, though. Uh, I mean, you know what? Give me the Eagles. Give me the Eagles. Jalen Hurts and the yeah. Eagles. Give me give me the Eagles.
2: Wow. I'm going to Tony Gibson. Washington. Washington. Who's your? Is that the last? That's the last game of the season. The last game, right? Man. Yeah,
3: that's the last game. Mm-hmm. That's it. And that's Sunday night so,
2: football. So is Aiden Rodgers everybody's MVP? Uh, mm. man, that's tough. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. I, 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 I yeah, think I'll, he I'll is. Take him. Yeah, I I'll think take he him, is. Rodgers, yeah. I, I don't know. If there's anybody out there. Um. Patrick Mahomes had a couple of bad games. Uh, I, I haven't seen Aaron Rodgers had a bad, have a bad game all season. Uh, when you look at rookie of the year, uh, on that front, I think you got to look at Antonio Gibson uh, and just the job he's done. Yes, Justin Herbert's done an amazing job. Not taking anything from him, but uh, what now? Antonio well, first, Gibson,
2: I think. Well, we're talking about the MVP. Is it Aaron oh, a- Rodgers' MVP?
0: Yeah, I'm filling it out now. <laughs>
4: Yeah,
3: it
0: is.
2: Aaron Rodgers is your MVP of the year, right?
3: Yeah. Um,
2: Yeah, I guess. Or does he miss David Kirkpatrick too much? Uh, I mean, I'm
0: sure he he does. does. I think he's missing. Oh.
3: No, guys. I got Cam Newton. (laughs) What? I got Cam Newton. He's my MVP of the year. He's the first he he, he, did, he allowed on um, the Patriots to not be in the playoffs. So
4: yeah, he's he nice. a team, man. <laughs> he's bad.
2: All right, yeah, rookie of the year, yeah, like you said West Antonio Gibson, eleven touchdown rushes on the year. Yeah. The only thing on him, he's been battling the last two games with that toe injury, unless he played last week. I forgot. No,
1: he did not. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, when you look at this season, uh, pro college all the way around, it's been crazy. It's coming down uh, to the wire, coming down to the very end. Uh, tomorrow on, in the program, uh, like like we talked about just now, there's a lot of games where teams win, teams lose, certain teams get in, certain teams don't. Uh, but when you look at tonight's show, I think we had a great show, breaking down all the college games thus far, uh, getting ready to uh, break down a great National Championship game next, uh, I'm sorry, the Monday after next. Uh, we will be back on next weekend to break it all down. For the four-star sports show, Aaron Smith, John Sturdivant, I am Wes Pruitt, Nathan Wilson, thank you for very much for being on the show with us tonight, man. Thank you yep. guys for watching. Y'all have yep. a great night. Yep.